yeah, guys. Best show. Best show's coming back. Best show is back. Here we go, guys. Got a great one planned for you tonight. Got Matt Walsh will be on the show in a little bit. All kinds of other fun. Put a topic up. Get ready for a grand old time. Old-fashioned entertainment. The way it used to be back in World War Two. You'd crowd around the Victroli, everybody. Grandpa, Grandma, sitting around. Imagine everybody listening to the fam- the this show right now. Imagine that. Imagine that family portrait. A little different. A little different than that than a Norman Rockwell painting. But then again, who cares, right? So this paint is this. So so what if in this painting he got uh Dad's got a full uh, sleeve, right? Dad's inked up. He's got a. Uh, he's got an ironic uh, uh, crocus tattoo. Doesn't matter. It is time for the best show to begin. The phone number two zero one three three two three four eight four. Let us begin.
everybody. Hey, welcome. It's Tuesday night. Right now it is, at least. But who knows? You may be listening to this in the future. AI style. 4,000 years from now. Some weird alien will find a MacBook Air the bottom of the ocean and tune into that bad boy and realize you downloaded an episode of The Best Show. Then they will bring it to their leader. A robotic AP mic who will demand it be destroyed because it runs counter to his legend. And this is the movie that I will be directing this fall. We're directing it in international waters. It's going to be pretty exciting. The cast we've got is really cool. Uh, so far attached to this, we've got uh, Eric Roberts on board. Got uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme's father. Going to do it. Um, working on a few other other. By that I mean there'll be one other actor in it. Hopefully get Billy Gardell from Mike and Molly on board. Get him. He's Mike on the show. I think he just looks at it and just like, you gotta be kidding me. Doing the same thing she's doing. Molly who is played by Melissa McCarthy. He must just be like, "What, what she got that I don't get. He talks. It's almost like he's trying to incite people in the city of Chicago with that voice he does. What she got that I don't get. Hopefully we get Gardell out there on the tank. We're filming on the tank. We are filming it on a tanker. So yes, on a, like an abandoned oil uh, rig. Be pretty cool. Get ready for. AI2. TO, just like Dumb and Dumber 2. Calling ours AI2. Alright, enough of that. Guys, the best show's back. Really glad that's the first taste of the show that all these new listeners just got. Right there. They heard that and they're just like, not for me. I will take my, my entertainment energies elsewhere no don't trust me my name's tom sharpling i'm the host of the show oh we just heard some music hot stuff man the knots can't get enough of them we heard fix taken from their seven inch on goner records the knots it's heavy stuff man they ain't messing around their albums their albums great their singles great it's all great Colleen Green. <gasps> How good is this album? I want to grow up. Unbelievable. So good. It's on Hardly Art. It's the title track from the album, I Want to Grow Up. I almost got to see Colleen Green 
when I was in Los Angeles last week, but I missed it. Couldn't get my house in order, so to speak. But I did see the headliner, Sunny and the Sunsets, who were awesome. Love Sunny and the Sunsets. Starting us off, we heard uh, the Electric Eels, one of the all-time greatest bands. Hozak reissued, uh, uh, well, not reissued, they put a single out that has uh, Accident on the A-side. Unbelievably great. One of the all-time uh, all-time champs of recorded music, the Electric Eels. The phone number, 201-332-3484. That is the number if you wish to participate in the best show. I should let you know right off the top, Jason Gore, a.k.a. Dudio, because he's the dude who who built the studio. He co-built. I, I, I did a few things. I laid a rug or two down. Connected a wire here and there. Went for beverages. Who wants something? You guys want coffee? I helped. He says to me. First thing he says to me is. We really got to make this Dudio thing stick. And I say no. It's not, it's not going to. That's a, that's what we call a non-starter. In the biz, my friend. I think he's got like shirts printed or something that say Dudio with an arrow pointing up to him. But he doesn't realize he's the only one who could wear that and have it make any sense. Oh, Dudio. So, he says to me, What do you think about a title? And I say back to him, I have no idea what title is. T-I-D-A-L. And he said, oh my God, you don't know what it is? And I was like, no, I don't. And he said, do you want to know? I said, you know what? I don't want to know what it is. I want to try to guess what it is. So throughout the whole show tonight, I want you to call 201-332-3484 and see if I can guess what title is. I, I seriously know absolutely nothing about it. Don't know what it is. Not sure if I care. We will find out. That can be an ongoing topic through the night. What is title? Can Tom guess what title is? Should I care? I don't know. I don't even know anymore. Man, Los Angeles. I was out there. I, we went, we, we went to Chicago, did a Sharpling and Worcester show in Chicago. Sold out. Lincoln Hall. That was awesome. Everybody came out. So great to see everybody there. Then we took our, uh, packed up our kit bag and took it. To Los Angeles, where we did, we did a, uh, a couple shows at Cinefamily, where we screened a movie called American Harmony. 
had some special guests up there. We had uh, uh, John Darneal, the Mountain Goats, had Coco from the Ets and Parting Gifts. We had, uh, I'm going to start saying Coco from the Parting Gifts first. Now, mix it up. And Andy Kindler there. Uh, Nathan Fielder came out. All these special guests. It was so awesome to see everybody and have a great time with everybody. Then, hung out in Los Angeles for the week. Went back yesterday. Just got back. One of the highlights of being out there was I got to meet up with my friend, Jeff Fierzig. You know him. He's the director of The Devil and Daniel Johnston. The Real Rocky. Half Japanese. The band... What is it called again? The band that could? I can't remember anymore. The Half Japanese documentary. This guy's made so many great things. He's working on something now. Home, I'm not, obviously not going to talk about any of it, but this dude is uh, uh, as great as they come, man. I'm telling you. So he says to me, because he listens to the show, he pays attention. First thing he says, Mike... Tell Mike to get up on the microphone a little more. He's too quiet. First thing he says. All right? Professional, exactly. It's not enough that I said it 85 times. Here's it from uh, Jeff Fierzig once. Now he'll be up on that mic. He'll, have, he'll be having in his mouth. It'll be like, uh, like, uh, maybe like a uh, blues explosion. He'll have that mic uh, up on his face now. Next thing he says, he says to me, he says, as far as the callers go, he said, you need a manifesto for these callers. He starts telling me about this dude who runs this uh, sushi restaurant. You walk in, first thing you see is a manifesto on the wall. This dude says how it is. If you're going to come in, you're going to eat there, you play by his rules. And I'm like, the band that would be king was the name of it. Of course. Of course it was. Half Japanese. The band that would be king. So, uh. He says, you got to lay out the law with these callers, man. Put a manifesto together. And I said, you know what? I am putting a manifesto together. And I wrote a manifesto. These are the rules. You ready for this, Mike? You pay attention to these rules. Everybody. Every caller, you pay attention. And some of these rules help you. They're, all, they're, they're here to benefit all of us. It's not just some bully pulpit. I will read this once a show. These... This is the best show, Caller Manifesto, and Bill of Rights. Number one, all callers are created equal, except for dudes. Number two, your name and location are certainly nice, but not essential. Number three, I know you like the show. Thank you for liking it, but you don't need to say it over and over. Number four, please have something to talk about. Number five, do not lie to AP Mike about what you want to talk about. Number six, once the show ends, 
the topic has expired. Only Tom can bring a topic back to life. Number seven. One caller per show is allowed to invoke the nuclear option, which grants them 30 uninterrupted seconds of airtime. One caller a show. Number eight. I think one, two, three, four, five, six. You know why I didn't number it? Because I hate on... You use Word and it slides everything over when you try to put numbers next. That is maybe the most frustrating thing in my entire existence. Is how when you number stuff, it automatically indents it. Oh, I hate it so much. That is... Oh! Just want to punch that paperclip in the face. Is that even the paperclip anymore? I don't know. Rule number eight. Having purchased the Sharpling and Worcester box set earns you 15 seconds of uninterrupted airtime. And I'm putting an asterisk next to that one, unless this is a giant mistake. And then that will be struck from the record. Number nine, if you're nervous, a caller has the right to tell Tom they are nervous. Number ten, no funny voices. Number eleven, no rehearsed comedy routines. Number twelve, nobody has the right to say which celebrity any person resembles. And number 13, getting hung up on is an honor. Do not forget this. Those, and there goes Mike cracking the beer. That is the best show, Caller Manifesto and Bill of Rights. Think about it, guys. Think about it. Let this sink in. It's for all of our own good. It's for all of our own good. Well, my friends, the time has come to raise the... No, I'm not going to do lyrics to All Night Long by Lionel Richie. What I want to tell you is, my friends, that winter is now turning into spring, and spring training is what happens when spring shows up, and spring training means only one thing. Baseball season is almost here, and there's never been a better time to check out DraftKings.com, America's favorite daily fantasy baseball site, where you could win huge cash prizes every day. Now, you know I love fantasy sports. I love it so much. Currently in the playoffs, I'm in the finals in my fantasy basketball league against some guy who, uh, I will talk more about that later. Squaring off in the finals and nothing is more thrilling than fantasy sports to me. So I speak with knowledge of the greatness of setting your roster. DraftKings.com offers you, uh, uh, they got daily fantasy games, which means no long commitments, no slogging through a long season to collect your winnings, just instant cash, instant gratification. It is like a new season every time you play. What you do, you go, you simply go there, you pick up two pitchers, eight position players, stay under the salary cap, and you could be on your way to a massive payday. In fact, DraftKings.com has already crowned over a dozen millionaires. Hundreds of thousands of fantasy sports fans just like you have cashed in over at DraftKings. And now it's your turn. So what you do, 
Get yourself ready. You look over uh, who's on the rosters, who's doing this, who's doing that. You, 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 and then you go over to DraftKings.com right now and use the promo code BEST, B-E-S-T, BEST, to play for free in the $100,000 Fantasy Baseball Contest on opening day. First place takes home $10,000. The only way to get in on the action, you go over to DraftKings.com. Use the promo code BEST for free entry right now. DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com. Oh, I love fantasy sports so much. You see this guy I'm squared up against in my fantasy basketball league. I think he's he's up to something. He, he's cheating somehow. But that's that, that's just I'm kidding. He's not cheating. I'm mean, he's a friend of mine. I'm just teasing him. You might know him as the guy who calls this show not Giamatti. It's him. My friends, let me tell you all about. Wealthfront, the best show is supported by Wealthfront, the automated investment service that makes it easy for you to invest your money the right way. Wealthfront software manages your money using investment strategies that were previously only available to the wealthiest investors for just one quarter of the cost of using a traditional advisor. Wealthfront monitors your account 24-7, automatically rebalancing your portfolio reinvesting dividends, and working to maximize your after-tax returns. Wealthfront is also overseen by a team of investment experts, the same experts who launched the index fund revolution. And these guys and ladies have written some of the most important books in finance. In case you're still not convinced, you should know that Wealthfront manages over $2 billion in client assets, and has saved millions of dollars on taxes for its clients. So with Wealthfront watching over your investments every day, what are you going to do with all that extra time? I don't know. Maybe read a comic book or something. Visit Wealthfront.com slash best show to get your first $10,000 managed for free. That's Wealthfront.com slash best show to get your first $10,000 managed for free. Let me tell you that Wealthfront Incorporated is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are offered through Wealthfront Brokerage Corporation, member FINRA and SIPC. This is not a solicitation to buy or sell securities. Investing in securities involves risks, and there is the possibility of losing money. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Please visit Wealthfront.com to read their full disclosure. Thank you to Wealthfront supporting the show. Mike, what do you think of that manifesto? And Bill of Rights, you like that? You think you think it gets uh, some stuff in order? Mike likes it. He likes it. Mike doesn't like nothing. He likes this. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you, Mike. I'll send it to you. It's like Christmas morning for Mike. Feels he's got the support of the people. Who's good here? 
three. Besho, you're on the air. Hi, Tom. It's the Gregulator. Oh, my goodness. It's the Gregulator. Hark. Angels sing. I will invoke the nuclear option. Oh, what a, what a jerk. Right <laughs> off the bat. A guy who... A guy who would have gotten the 30 seconds anyway just took it off the board. (laughs) I had to do it. I had to do it. I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. Uh, So, Tom, I call with uh, a a proposition for AP Mike and yourself. Okay. I, last week, last Tuesday, um, I went into a sensory deprivation tank. And I specifically want AP Mike to go into a tank, and he said he would only do it if you join him, not together. Yeah, not in the same tank. Not in the same tank, no. But um, I just want to uh, invite both of you to join the floating community as I have. Well, let me ask you something, first of all. What what yeah. led you to this point? Because you, you're, you, for people who don't know, this guy is, yeah. he's called the show before. He's called the Gregulator. He is, uh, and I'm shocked you didn't mention it by this point. His brother is Chris Gethard, the uh, nationally known uh, comedian. Comedian. No, he's a comedian. Well, look, there are no comedians. Everybody's a comedian. Yeah. This guy. My brother. This guy's a rock. Shh. Shh. Guess what you just (laughs) did, my friend. You just wrote a 14th uh, Amendment. You just wrote the First Amendment to it. Do not talk over Tom. Congratulations. Not only did you are you the first one to invoke the nuclear option, you were also the first one to create a new, a, a new, uh, a new uh, <laughs> uh, 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 amendment here. Do not ever talk over Tom. Congratulations. I'm, it's a proud day. I am a game changer. Why did you go into? Because your your brother's Chris Gethard. Yeah. You you. you I'm not going to say you ride on his coattails, but you 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 definitely make sure everybody knows it within 90 seconds. Oh, I completely ride on his coattails. I've never been ashamed to admit that. What uh, what? I, but you're, uh, you're, you're well, well, and this is, don't take this the wrong way. Oh no no I won't I won't. Well no I didn't say it yet. Trust me. Don't say no 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 no. You might be super hurt by what I'm about to say. He's okay. funny in a way that translates to the biz and to the stage and just in all sorts of ways. Everybody, the way Chris Gethard is funny, people get it. The way you're funny, it's different. It's different. It's upsetting sometimes. It's, it's troubling. You, you play the, 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 the margins, the weirdness. Well, Tom, there's a uh, a famous person other than yourself thinks I'm funny. Um, that would be one, Mr. Chris Hardwick. Okay. Uh, he gave me a shout out last. Oh, week for, oh, uh, I saw it. Don't worry, I watched that okay. show. I yeah, saw oh, it. Because I don't, <laughs> I didn't know until the next yeah. day. Oh, I saw it. I yeah, saw it. Scar Improv has transcended the world. Okay. Well, so. okay. Let's stay on point here. Yeah. You just okay. wrote a second yeah. one. Fifteen. Stay on point. Okay. Stay on target. <laughs> Stay on target. Remember that from Star Wars? Stay on target. Stay on target. Man, that guy. George Lucas with the names of these things. 
Jawa. It's like he's got these characters in it that are like to speak a weird language and they only trade in money and all the stuff like that. It's like, and they're like little and sneaky. I'm going to call them Jawas. Like, all right. But how did this guy not get drummed out of show business? It's like the most hateful movie ever made. And then he has this guy who gets blown up like the 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 heaviest dude in the X-Wing battle at the end when they're trying to blow up the Death Star. What's his name? Porkins. What is that? <laughs> is this guy, like, what a, what a weirdo. I, I can't, I could not be able to watch those movies over after I turned 20. I just yeah, no, could not. No, 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 they're not made, don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah. They're not yeah. made for anybody over 20. They're made for eight-year-olds. I loved them when I was eight. Of course and, you did. And you were supposed to. It, you know. But now you're not supposed to. People got people living their life as if they they're as if they're they're fighting on the Death Star or whatever happens in those movies. It's like no, the guy made it up. So anyway, you've yeah. gone down plenty of weird roads, and this is you, you've gotten caught up in uh, uh, performance art. You've done things with uh, I forget some of the things. I I block them out honestly, Greg. Yeah. Wrote a novel via Yelp reviews. You wrote a novel with Yelp reviews. You've you've done so many things, and now this naturally, mm-hmm. you decide to go check out the world of sensory deprivation tanks, like yeah. in the movie Altered States. Yeah, which I um, I'm glad I never saw that. I didn't know about the movie until after I went into the tank. Strangely enough, and- I I was just reading a book yesterday that talked about. Oh, and Sand People. Thank you. The Sand People <laughs> in Star Wars. Where does that come off? The Sand People. Ugh. And you get the one guy, though, Billy D. Williams, the only non-white guy in the whole thing. What's he run? He runs basically a nightclub. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. He runs like a cool planet. It's like, man, this guy, a little too much time uh, fixing hot rods and, and cameras. Got Should have been out there meeting people a little more. So... I read this Bob Fosse autobiography, not autobiography. Oh my God, that would have been the greatest book ever if he wrote an autobiography. I read his biography, 600 pages. And he was great friends with Patty Chayefsky, who wrote, who wrote, uh, who wrote Network. Altered States. He also wrote Alter Sta- Altered States. He did write Network as well, yes. So, anyway, I just have this on my mind now, and now you, out of God knows why, you choose to start checking out sensory deprivation tanks. You know what? I even want to know why. There is really no reason why. It was just something a friend of mine did it a while ago, and he's he's very much into yoga, and I'm not into that that kind of stuff. But hmm? no, no, go ahead, go ahead. 
Oh yeah, so he he wanted to do it and uh, he did it and he he got a kick out of it. So it was always in my mind to do, and I finally got around to doing it. And it is uh, pure. It it is it is the one of the weirdest things I, I've ever done in my life. Like so completely, I can't stop thinking about it. It's been a week, and I I I think it, you just go into. You're, you're sit, you sit in salt water in complete and total darkness. You lay, you and, lay. Is it? It's like a tank, like an MRI. Yeah, it's, tube? it's like a more spacious, roomier MRI machine. And it's got salt um, water in there, keeping you floating. Yeah, it's, it's got salt water, about 800 pounds of Epsom salt in it, so it keeps you floating. It's like the Dead Sea, and the water and the air are both 93 degrees, which meets. Your uh, skin temperature. Okay. How long were you in this thing? Uh, Ninety minutes. At what point were you? Did you want to get out? I, I wanted to get out. Um, at first, I wanted to get out after about about two minutes. Wait, what is like, in the tank again? It's just it's just salt water, and that's it. <laughs> salt water. <laughs> salt water. Yeah. You're not even from Philly, but you have the accent, you weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> you moved to Philly when you were in your twenties, and you picked up the accent. Yeah, so you are the strangest human alive. <laughs> and don't, oh, you know, you just did a funny voice. That's enough to get you kicked off the show. You want me to go into one of these tanks, and you want Mike to go in one of these tanks? Yes. Yeah. I. I. I, I especially you, your your thoughts just go in places you've never wanted them. Like like you've never. You had no. I, I can't even re- remember what I was thinking. It was that strange. Yeah, I'll do and, it. And I'll do it. I got no yeah. problem. I just don't want Mike climbing in the tank next to me. Hey, I got some Coors Light. His tank might not be filled with Coors Light. That's not possible, right? Uh, no, I don't think he can fill it up with uh, America's favorite domestic beer, domestic light beer. Okay. Um, but but I would I would you know I would recommend I would. Very much recommend it, and I especially want Mike to um, keep a thought journal, uh-huh. um, so he can he can write down. You mean while thoughts. you're in there, you can write your thoughts down? Oh no, no, you have to do it immediately after. Okay. Um, I, like when I got out of this thing, I was like stumbling, and I I don't imbibe, I don't drink, I don't do anything, and it felt like like it felt like I was on like some kind of weird trip. All right, I'll do. Weird... Look, I'll I'll do this. I don't care. Yeah. So let's yeah, set the, let's set this up. I also this is the other thing I don't want. I don't want Mike slipping like a, a bat in the handle and I can't get out all of a sudden. Yeah, that that could be done. You definitely could be. You could be forced in. You could be trapped into this. Yeah, well, I, that better not happen. All right, look, mm-hmm. congratulations, weirdo. Your new weirdness <laughs> got some traction on this show. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do that. Me and Mike will do uh, sensory deprivation tanks. I look forward to hearing the results. Thank you. All right, I'm being told. I'm being told that uh, that on the hotline that the enough with the 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 common folk. I'm being told there's a star, an FP, a famous person on the line waiting to be a part of the show. He is a uh, an actor. He is an improviser. He's a writer. He's a director. What can't this guy do? His name is Matt Walsh. And he is on the show. Matt? Do we lose him? 
Are you there? Did we lose him? Matt? Hello? Hold on. We're figuring it out. Right? Got that up. Matt? I don't know. Hold on. Hello? Urf. We're trying to get it going. Sorry. Hang on, Matt. Hang on. Hang on. Mm. It's not. Is it on my mic's end? Hey, Mike, I'm sending it back to you. He might have gotten hung up on. Oh, Matt. We're going to clear the line for you, Matt. We're clearing the line. Secret number. Shouldn't know there's a secret number. It's all these dirty animals will think about now. Get in their hands. Yeah. You're going to end up with Joe Rogan on a... He goes to those deprivation tanks, Right? I'm in a sensory deprivation tank, bro. Where's my phone? Oh, this is the best part of the show. This is why we do it live, guys. For moments like this. All right. Hang tight, my friends. Hang tight. My friends. Mm. I don't know where my phone is to see if he's texting me. Jeepers, creepers. It's like a comedy of errors. I'm gonna... Take a phone call. Am I? I don't know. What am I going to do? Can you call it and see if it rings? Well, this is... Uh, I'd like to welcome everybody who read about the show on uh, Grantland and, or Rolling Stone magazine. This is... <laughs> All right, got to move on. Moving on. Best show. Uh, hi, Tom. Yes, hello. Yeah. Yes, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Uh, this is David in Vancouver. David in Vancouver. What's up, buddy? Um, nothing. I uh, think I'd like to exercise one of my rights and just say that I am very, very nervous at the moment. Okay, you're nervous. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know if it's been brought to your attention yet, but there was an article in the Wall Street Journal um, <clears throat> this week about a uh, preschool in Brooklyn for adults. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Uh, I was on uh, the Scarborough County show with the Sklar Brothers with uh, John Worcester. We talked about that there. 
Goodbye. Sorry, my friend. Now, as I said, enough with these uh, RPs, regular people. I'm told I have an FP, full-on famous person on the line. He's an actor, an improviser, a director, a a mogul, even, a writer, and his name is Matt Walsh. Matt? Tom? How are you? Thank you for the lovely introduction. You, sir, what can't you do? First first question, what can't you do? Uh, what can't I do? Uh, I don't know. I can't golf. I don't golf well. You're not a good golfer? I thought that was your thing. Not a good golfer. I thought you were a big no. golfer. No, I, I enjoy it, but I'm not a... This is really boring, but I'm not a good golfer. Okay, look, it humanizes you a little bit for the people who are just stare at you and, and look up and be like, this guy directs movies, he's, a, he's a, an actor, he's on the Veep, he's a, in all these different things. He's he's not, well, he's not a founding member of the Upright Citizens Brigade. He's a second generation member of Upright Citizens Brigade. Is that fair to say? <laughs> That's not fair to say. Why do you instigate? Well, when were when did you join the thing? Did you join <laughs> when you were not like because you were in Inside Vladimir, I believe. I I did not do Inside. That was uh, Amy and Tina. What was your was group? Called? What was, I your was group? my my first improv group was called Johnny Tractor with uh, Andy Richter and some other folks. Okay, and then so so you teamed up with the other. UCB members inform the Upright Citizens Brigade. Sure. Now, when, why not? Yeah. Well, no, but the, like it started. There was like six of you at first, right? Yeah. And then, like, then I who was the who were the other two? Was it Horatio? Was he one of the founding members? Oh, uh, when I started, it was like McKay and Horatio. Ian was around, and a guy named Rick Roman who passed away, and Armando Diaz. Okay, so it was a pretty pretty full group, and then it got then the, then the four of you were the ones who were uh, the prime members of the UCB. Uh, sure, prime. What does prime mean? I I don't know. You're the main ones, the main ones. How about that, main? Yeah, now, sure. when, when you look at it now, and you're just like, how did that that logo? Like, when's the first time you saw that logo? And were you just like, oh, that's a nice logo. That'll be, that's a fun logo. And then suddenly it's like the logo. Yeah, I think it reminded me of that, like, classic Time Magazine photo of people in a 3D movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, everybody so I, in the theater? Yeah, that's what it made me think of. But uh, it's stuck. Kind of for whatever reason, it's stuck. It's crazy how it's stuck. Yeah, it is. I was, it is. It's like... It's like your radio show. How long have you been doing your radio show? Fifteen something years, I guess. Right, almost That's, twenty. You're, a, you're you're like a mogul. Yeah, I, I look. I got it all figured out here. I'm just rolling in in the money. You, well, you you're hopping out to Los Angeles to take meetings with big shots, and then you get home for your. Your show, you're like doing everything. I do, because you're saying that because I ran into you. We were both at a, we were meeting at the same place. We were both meeting over at, uh, 
Nat Geo. We were pitching them uh, <laughs> different. Uh, I had a reality show. I had a reality show about bonobos monkeys. I was pitching something about dog bloopers. <laughs> that I it's called America's funniest videos. Yes, and it would have dogs like pulling the mail out of the mail when the trying to put the mail through the slot and you know pulling on a leash and knocking pulling the owner down and all kinds of stuff. Chasing his tail, sure, Ch- I get it. Exactly, and he'd be like, and I would do voices on it like, "I'm gonna catch you someday," like chasing his tail. I'm gonna get you. So, but only, but only rescue dogs, right? No, no, uh, puppy mill dogs. No, no, we would. Yeah. We will uh, also. The other half of the show is us. Um, is us uh, not firebombing the uh, the the puppy mill places with the puppies in it? That would be counterproductive. No. Yeah, but we just uh, we just yell at the people. Yeah, we'll we'll set a picket line. <laughs> yes, we'll make it hard for them. Now, Matt Walsh, you, what do people know you best from at this point? Is Veep what everybody knows you from when when they when they say, "Hey, you're that guy"? Yeah, I would say Veep, sure, because that's uh, currently on television still. And it's coming up now. You have another season coming up in like a week or so. Yeah, we're having our big premiere in New York on Monday, April 6th. And Veep, you uh, you uh, uh, are on that. It's uh, Armando Iannucci created it. Armando Iannucci from the uh, uh, Steve Coogan show, Alan Partridge, that guy, and in the loop, yep. Mm-hmm. And is he just I'm like, not... is he super smart? What's he like? Yeah, he's very smart and he's very like a... A renaissance intellectual, he does documentaries about chickens and yates and has all these interests. He's, he's very, uh, very smart and very busy writing, creating things all the time. I wish I was smart like that. Yeah, he's, uh, Oxford. I'm, uh, sitting in my car and my children keep trying to come in. Okay, well look, we'll, 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 I don't want you to deny your children because we had to. No, they- they know I'm on the phone. This is where I have to go to make a call. Otherwise, they climb all over me. Uh-huh. So, did, uh, did Chris Morris, speaking of super smart guys, he directed a couple episodes. Yeah, he's super smart. He's like, uh, he's the brass eye guy, and he did that movie, The Four Lions. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's really, really uh, talented, pretty, pretty brilliant. He seems like scary. Like I'd be scared to meet him. Smart. Like he was. He was the, he was the one director that I was intimidated by because I I was afraid as well. He's very, he's whip smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when he comes in, but it's, it was it's uh, it was good. It was good experience. Yeah, he's great. He directed some of my favorite episodes. Oh, I wish I could. Yeah, he's great. I, I just, but you're, I just wish you're I was doing smart. more. You're doing more than Chris Morris. No, that's not true. Stop. That's when is your uh, book coming out? My book of essays called uh, "My Crazy Life." I can't believe the things that happened to me. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, you and John. You and John had a book. No, no, there's no book. There's okay. There's no book. But I'm writing. I'll write a book of my crazy essays of just. <laughs> Fun, fun. What, it's like, 
Yeah, you know, fun stories. What it's like to be a New Yorker or something like that. Yeah, it'll be maybe it'll be just like it'll be like, hey, I'm from New Jersey, but like it'll say New York and York will be scribbled out and then like written like it'll say yeah. Jersey, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Chapter one. Like I'm stuck outside the Holland Tunnel. When is the traffic gonna budge? I gotta get into the city. Now, Matt Walsh. That's cute. How are you? He's in the the car. How are you doing? How are you doing? Good. How old are you? How old are you? Eleven. Seven. Seven. Recording to my dad's phone. You've been on the phone for nine minutes. Yes, nine minutes. Tom has a book. Now, is your dad funny? What's the funniest thing your dad does? What's the funniest thing dad does? What's the funniest thing dad does? Anything? Oh, boy. I don't know. Nothing? I don't know. Okay, he doesn't know, but am I funny? Yes. He said yes. Have you ever seen... Have you seen Dad in, uh... They, did, they've seen Elf. That's the only thing they've seen. Okay. They didn't see, uh, Freak Dance? <laughs> no. Where Dad played Adolf Hitler Jr.? Adolf Hitler Jr., one of my better roles. Let me name some things. You, you tell me if you can name these... I'm going to name some characters you played, Matt. You tell me if you can name who, what what thing they were in. Okay. You must have my IMDb up. Go. Let's see. Fred Anderton. Uh, Christmas with the Cranks. No, that's called May the Best Man Win. Oh, May the Best Man Win. Shit. Sorry. There we oh. go. <laughs> oh, shit. Shit. And you did it again. Chip. 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 No, don't worry. You're good. You're good. I, All I right. said chip. I know. I heard you say. I heard it. Jerry Stern. Outsourced. That's right. Outsourced, NBC uh, sitcom, outsourced. One and done. One, one and done. done, yes. Not on, not on Hulu. No? I don't know, it's on Hulu minus. <laughs> <laughs> That's see. how I keep indie cred, I'm on Hulu minus. Yeah. Let's see, uh, Dean Sawyer. Wow. Sawyer? Yeah. No idea. No idea. Addicts Anonymous. Oh wow! You were in four that episodes a, as Dean Sawyer. That was a that was a web series. That's harder harder okay. to remember. Let's see here. Uh, one more. One more. Uh, Trotter. Trotter. No, of course I, I could have gotten that one. Trotter. <laughs> it's, it's, okay. Uh, can, you name, can you name the four UCB names? Before UCB? Can I name them? Yeah. yeah. Adair, Trotter, uh, 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 Colby, and, uh, Lance. Was that the other one? Lance? Who was no, that? No, it was Ian's character. Ian's character was, uh, 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 Gronk? <laughs> no. No? I can't remember. Antoine. Antoine, that's right. 
right now people are screaming at their at their computers. They're screaming Ant, Anton Antoine. Sorry. Um, okay, let's pull one more here. You played the trick. Here's a trick one. Walsh. Uh, I'm going to say old school. It's old school. And what else did you play Walsh in? I played Walsh with a V in The Hangover. School for Scoundrels, you played Walsh. Did I? Yes. Wow. I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know my character was doing that. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That was, uh, that was an all-time high for Todd Phillips. The the uh, the Matt Walsh Scoundrel. trilogy, the scoundrels, the scoundrels, scoundrels was that classroom. They should have slid some of those dudes in the classroom up to the front of the room. If you ask me, John, John Glazer, Paul Shear, Joe Nunez, Aziz, Aziz, who? Aziz was in that classroom. Aziz was in there. Yeah. So was uh, Jim Jim Parsons from The Big Bang. Yeah, and meanwhile you got uh, Billy Bob Thornton clogging the whole thing up up front. You go sit in the back of the room. You redo that classroom. He's yeah. He's in the back. Yeah. Not look. I'm I not mean, trying to get you in trouble. You're in show business. I don't want Billy Bob Thornton coming after you. I'm only speaking for myself here. I know. I don't want any trouble. That's like uh, all the jazz greats sitting on the stoop in Harlem in that classroom. <laughs> That's a, <laughs> yes. It's just like when all the jazz greats sat on that stoop in Harlem. I don't know what that means. Um, you know that classic photo. Come on, the big photo that was they they captured that whole moment. I'll I'll, I'll get. I'll find out more about that. Okay. All right. Let's see. Okay. You also have some things coming out on. Uh, uh, you directed a, a. You've directed a few things now, right? This, you uh, two movies, three movies. What have you directed? Two movies. The second movie is coming out on a video on demand uh, transaction device near you. It's and, called uh, A Better You, and it's got uh, Brian Husky, Horatio Sands, Aaron Hayes, Rob Hubel. My lovely wife Morgan, myself, Adam Pally, lots of folks. That's so. That's this summer. People can get that on demand. Yeah, it'll be uh, in your Hulu's or your iTunes or uh, you know those. Maybe even a hotel menu if we're lucky. Sure, you can watch it at the hotel. Now, I'm not, yeah. I don't want you to name names on this, but I'm just going to ask you: this is a yes or no question. Have you no, ever? Have you ever looked at? People coming out of the Upright Citizens Brigade uh, ranks and said, "How is that person more successful than I am?" <laughs> no names. Have I looked at some? Ah, uh, sure. Yes. All right. Yes. It's fair. It's fair. Have you looked at a, another person and said, "Yes, I do." I, I, yeah, it's an hour. It's an hourly event with me. <laughs> Who do you most begrudge? Whose success do you most hate? Oh, I'm not getting into this now. <laughs> anybody who anybody who listens even somewhat closely to the show can probably name about eight of them with my muttered under the breath uh, grumbles. They can they can pick up on who they are. Um, 
I, I have a question, Tom. Yeah, what's that? I'm going to the Knicks Sixers game on Sunday. Is there anyone I should watch? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Are, are you? You could play in that game, man. <laughs> That's what I mean. That's I don't come. I know. I know they're both the worst teams in basketball, but is there someone that like I should watch? Like, oh, that that guy's great. Sure, check out Cole Aldridge. Thrill to the thrill to the all-encompassing stiffness of Knicks backup center Cole Aldridge. (laughs) All right. Yeah, it's you've got it. You've I I hope you're going to get your money's worth at that game. (laughs) Knicks Sixers. That's like. It, you, it seems like that's like you lost a bet to have to go to that they were, game. They were super cheap, and I'm going to bring the kids to a game when I'm there. So well, you know, what? come on, it's, no, that part. Garden. You know what? That's fair. You, that's you just. That's the reason why to go to that game. It's not like you and your buddy are going to that game, and you're just like, what are we doing here at this? No, thing? no, no, no. This it's is pride match. Yes, it, this is, and you, you show the kids get to see a game. They get to watch the players run around. Everybody will have fun. You'll maybe buy a Cole Aldrich jersey for all of your your whole family. You'll end up buying. Everybody's going to leave with Cole Aldrich jerseys and headbands. I would love to have a Cole Aldrich jersey. Yeah, we'll get. <laughs> now, Matt, was he a high draft pick or no? I don't think so. I think he he seems like he might have no, he might know James Dolan or something or like <laughs> or it might have been like an Eddie situation. Like like the movie Eddie where like he hit a half court shot and then they let him join the team or something. Okay. Like it almost has the feel of that. Now well, like he, he came in came in to fix the air conditioner and he was 7 feet tall. He came in to fix the air conditioner and then like just was out there alone and then just dunked a basketball and then like, wait a minute, what's you, what's your name, young man? And then next thing they just go get a, a boilerplate rookie contract from a desk drawer and the next thing you know he's on, he's on the team. You're gonna be my project, son. You're my project. Yeah. You're my, yeah. Sink or swim. We're in this together and then you jump. A year, fo- uh, jump forward a year, and they're both outside the garden, uh, going tickets, tickets. Who's got tickets? <laughs> Does the town hate Phil Jackson? Or are they still giving him a chance? No, I look. I I I feel like he's. I I think you're from Chicago. You're you have your own opinion of him because he did everything for you and it went well. I I think he's. I think he's uh, uh, he's fraudulent, Phil Jackson. You roll the you roll really? the ball out, yeah. Really? He's never coached. He's never had a team that hasn't had one of the five best players in NBA history on it that he won with. Yeah, but he didn't screw it up. I mean, he won eleven championships or something like that. Yeah, but six of them were Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. And well, three of them were Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. Three of them were Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and Dennis Rodman. And then the other ones were either Shaq and Kobe or Kobe. It'd be like if I was putting together a UCB squad and I put you on it. I'd win yeah, every time. 
But the Heat didn't win with LeBron. I mean, they had the best player. Wait, when did he have LeBron on his team? No, I'm saying the Heat, that guy Eric Spolstra, he didn't bring it home every time he had LeBron. Well, he went to the finals every time. But he didn't win it all. Yeah, but that, he, he's with him. Then he's even worse than Phil Jackson. That's the only thing I can say about that. Congratulations, right. Phil Jackson. This guy's a worse coach than you. Now, what, what right. 2015, we have what to look forward to from you? We have, you have that movie, A Better You. People can watch you. Veep is on in like a week and a half. Yeah. What, what else can people, uh, look forward to from Matt Walsh? Uh, I did a small movie called Wild Oats with like, uh, uh, Demi Moore and Shirley MacLaine and Jessica Lang and Billy Connolly. Really? Uh, that, yeah, it's like a small, it's like an old person's comedy and, uh, it'll be a small release. I don't know when, probably this year though. We filmed it in Spain last year. Wild Oats. Yeah. People That's, can... Uh, Wild Oats, yeah. That's a guy you should have on your show, Billy Connolly. Yeah, that's the guy who was uh, on that uh, teacher show, right? And we also had Howard Hassman, so we had both heads of the class on set. Wow, that's like a both. That's like getting two James Bonds in the same thing. Yeah, yeah, and they never met, and they'd never met until that movie. Two heads of the class in one place. Yeah, how crazy is that? Yes, how crazy, un, inconceivably crazy. <laughs> it is. And just remember this, Matt. This is between us. You're you're never not going to be number two. It's lock. Is a, that might be a that Good. might be a lifetime lock. That's the lowest lock? Li, lowest you ever go is two. Then I'll take it. And I'm telling you, you've got a puncher's chance. At number one. At one? No, no. Come on. Come on. I'm, I, I see. I tell I you. It. And the winner. Oh. And the winner is Matt Walsh. Veep. No. Then, then a week. Wouldn't... Then a week later. And best actor award goes yeah. to Matt Walsh. Hits. Then you win for hits. Oh, hits. <laughs> for hits. You start just racking up the awards. The Improv Award goes to goes to Matt Walsh. How bad would Improv Awards be? Think about how long an Improv Award ceremony would go. Oh my God! Could you imagine? Who's, your, who's the greatest improviser you've ever seen? The single greatest improviser I've ever seen. Sure, it's a silly question. It might be. It might be Horatio. Wow, interesting. Why Horatio? I, I love Horatio. Why Horatio? Because he w- could just explode, and could yeah. tr- he could just exp- he had it was the most. I think nobody had more ideas than like Adam McKay. He had the most ideas. Yeah. Yes, Horatio was like the most explosive. Ian, though, is the most complete. And you, yeah. you do it with the most ease, where you just. You make it look easy, like Jack Benny. I'm, I'm like the Dean Martin of improv. You've said that. Yes, but you do it where it's just. A, but you, you've got the skill. But it, it's a hard thing to make stuff look look comfortable. Like you're not you're not sweating it out. 
And who's the most overrated improviser you watched? The most overrated improviser. That's a good question. Like somebody, somebody you heard some buzz about, like this guy's the best, or she's the she's the real deal. Mm-hmm. You saw the show, and you're like, no, no, they couldn't shine her. They I, couldn't shine her shoes. I can think of somebody, but I'm not saying it. Okay, it's that's not, fine. It's not nice to say mean things about people. Yeah. Right? That's fine. Like, you see, you know what it is? I look at myself and the way I am. I gripe about this one. I gripe about that one. Then you see other people. They go through their career, and they don't gripe about people, and they're doing just fine. They keep it to themselves. Yeah. They don't do it in, front, in, in in a microphone. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. That's, learning, that's learning to be Hollywood right there. I guess so. Look, I know you see a thing like, you see a guy like, uh, you see, like, Paul Blart, too, and you just want to jump off a roof. You're like, why am I not Paul Blart? Because I'm not Kevin James. He's famous. But what about, how about this? Paul Blart 3, he sits it out, and then his brother shows up on a on a Segway. Matt Walsh. But, uh... That's a tough franchise to step into. I mean, if you're Blart's brother and you got to resurrect the franchise without Blart, <laughs> yeah, it's you're like gonna the... alienate, you're going to alienate the fan base because you're not Blart. Okay. And then it's like, who's this guy? So they're going to be sitting arms folded, you know. <laughs> but yeah, but then you'd earn it. How about this then? Paul Paul Blart three colon the Blart identity. <laughs> Do like a whole born identity, but it's the Blart identity, and they can yeah, change maybe. it. Yeah, maybe people mistake me as Blart. Yeah. Hey, aren't you Paul Blart? Uh, no, I'm not. No. That. No. Yeah. Well, look, Matt Walsh, everybody needs to watch Veep in a week or so when it comes back. It's it's one of my favorite shows. It's so great. Okay. And is it, this is a good season? Yes, the uh, fourth season has Hugh Loring coming in. That'll be good. Nice. And uh, she's president. And running for president, so she will screw that up, I'm sure. Okay. And and, and uh, it's a much bigger show, just because everybody, she's surrounded by, you know, every room she walks into, there's 20 people and security and chiefs of staff. So we're all, we have less time with her, so we're all sort of spun out on our own little journeys mm-hmm. this episode, this season. That's awesome. So I think it is. I think it'll be good. I do. I can't wait. I really can't. It's really yeah. great, and you're great on it. And all, you know, I was so happy that you got that because that's the, that's the a role that you deserve to have. Thank you. No, it's, it's, uh, I'm very happy to be on it. They let you improvise, so that's good. So people can watch Veep this summer. People can check out A Better You on demand and people can see yeah. you, uh, uh, on Twitter at Mr. Matt Walsh. Mr. Matt Walsh, yes. All right. Well, thank you, buddy. I appreciate you calling in. Thank you, Tom. Nice to chat with you. You have a great night. All right. You too, brother. Okay, bye. Bye. How's that, Mike? Good? He's funny, right? Matt's a good guy. Tell ya. Mike says it's nice. I love it. I still don't know what, uh, title is. What is title? Hmm. 
Best show, you're on the air. Hello? Hello. Hi. Hi. To whom am I it's speaking? Ter- it's uh, Terry T. Terry T? Yes. From the Cherry Blossom Clinic? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Now, now look, Tom. I'm going to just, you know, I never call. I never. Why do I call him? You, so know, you never. This is the, the first time. Show, I very. It has to be a really good reason. Well, let me tell you for this. Me to call. Him. You were on the half hour of power uh, uh, a few weeks ago. Yes. Yes. Which is that the was a lot of which fun. is the best show post show. Anonymous, unscreened calls. We will be doing it after the best show tonight. So people, once the best show ends, you call up. And it's time. And then it's just full on craziness. You do what you you want to do. You say what you want to say. Unscreened, it'll be a lot of fun. So you were on that, Terry T. So yes, yeah. but you you don't call. You don't call regularly. No, no. I mean, in the history of your show. So it's got to be a really good reason. Okay. Well, this this. It's, I mean, yeah, like a super duper good reason. This okay? I gotta hear. And also, I you know, as your lady friend, I do not put any restrictions or anything. You know, you do your own thing, man. Right? Are you you're into your thing? Right? Right? Okay. They're just not like setting it up. Okay. Yeah. Under no circumstances. Yeah. Are you to do that sensory deprivation tank thing with? The regulator, or with or without him, or anybody, you, you can you absolutely no. That's my okay. rule. No, why? Freaking way. Why? No. Oh my god! Look up the history of those sensory deprivation techs. Those were developed by uh, the government, the CIA, as torture techniques. To break people's minds, to like literally make them go crazy. Did you see what? what did you see what? Uh, Regulator said he said, "Oh, I don't take drugs, but I felt like goes on a drug trip." Yeah, because it causes disassociation. It literally causes okay. people's minds to break. All right. Well, I have some. So it's just I have like, some bad news like, for you. I, what? I'm in one right now. <laughs> I'm doing the show from a sensory deprivation tank. No, but there's all these reports. Seriously, right, like look. people, they lose their mind. Like, right. like if, if and you know what? Thing, and they literally use it to torture people. Okay. Just then search I, it. It's I'm going to check MK it out. Ultra. Then I will check it out. Mind control. All right. It's so bad. And uh, and it's the reason why people in jail, when they put them in solitary confinement, you know, like it's a similar version of that. It's really bad for the mind to have okay. right. no. You know, oh, you know what I think? I like see the movie of uh, the Mindbenders. That's another one. Anyway, okay, that's it. Uh, those, those are my those are my only two rules. My one rule. Uh, my other rules: no beards. But other than that, the Mindbenders. <laughs> the movie, the Mindbenders. Yes. I don't know. I think I got to get in the tank. No, no. I think I got to. What if I'm in there with no. AP? What if I'm in there with AP Mike? If we're in the same tank? No, but it doesn't. No. That's a whole. Then it's not sensory deprivation. I mean, uh, I mean. Well, I mean. I get, well, if you know he's there, and you're going to touch each other. I mean, you're supposed to get no external stimuli. 
it's oh, all right well what if i go in there and i'm listening to what if i go yeah. in there and i'm listening to like a yes album like relayer like one of their their jazzier efforts yeah i no. Look, I'm not doing it tonight. We'll figure this Please out. Don't do it, don't. All right. Okay. okay. You know, you're begging me not to do it. I won't get in the tank. Oh, that's the most pathetic begging I've ever heard in my life. That is. Don't do it. Okay. I won't do it. All right. On that note. Okay. Okay. okay well, I'm. I'm also not nuts about how fast you went from <laughs> to. Okay. <laughs> You, that was a, that was not the most authentic crying I've ever heard for you to go. You went like, please, no, don't do the thing. Okay. I was like the, the, the John Candy cry, yeah. crying from, uh, what was the character? That, that was Johnny LaRue. Johnny LaRue. was full on Johnny LaRue. <laughs> oh, Mr. Caballero. <laughs> Oh, no, it was William B. Williams did that, too. I think, I think John Candy just did that. Period. That was his stock. That's a good That's yeah. a good cry. All right. Okay. I will talk well, to you fantastic later. Fantastic show. Really okay. great to hear from them. All right, one. thanks. And uh, Thank Mike you. and I, Mike, after the yeah. show, Yeah. we're going to the tanks. No, I'm kidding. What? No! Oh, okay. okay, I will talk to you All later. Right. Fairly well. Right. I'm not allowed in the tanks. I guess it'll just be a can't. I guess it can't go for a float. Well, I guess uh, that's what it's like to be cared about. Kept out of the tanks. AP Mike, you go in the tank. Put you in the tank. What if you got in the tank, Mike? Right? What's that? But all of a sudden you're in the tank. What if you're in? What if you're in the tank and after five minutes you hear, "Hey, Mike," right? And then you see Gary the squirrel floating right next to you in the tank. What would you do? What? What if he was in there on a little? What if he was in there on a little surfboard? What if he was in there surfboarding? I don't know. Maybe it is. You don't want to hallucinate. All right. Look, maybe both of us uh, should stay out of the tanks. I'm telling you. We're both fragile. We both have fragile psyches. We're both on the verge of breaking. Right? Maybe we should stay out of the tanks. Leave the regulator in the tank. That guy's impervious. Who's good here? One? Alright, we'll talk about that in a second. A lot of good press, of uh, best show uh, press. Good stuff. Grantland wrote a nice big article today. Really great article. Uh, uh, shows in Rolling Stone. This, uh, the new issue. We're in Rolling Stone. Got uh, so that we got a lot of things. We got Ghetto Blaster. Uh, I'm on the cover of Ghetto Blaster magazine. Unbelievable! A lot of good press. People loving the 
The box set. Box set, uh, Sharpling and Worcester box. Best of the best show. You go over and get to uh, numerogroup.com and check that out. Unbelievable. A lot of good stuff for the best show lately. Not used to it. Used to people uh, throwing rocks at me. That's what I'm used to. People throwing rocks. Not anymore. No more throwing rocks at me, guys. Again, half hour of power after the best show tonight. You got to call up. If you want to be a part of the magic, you call up unscreened. Who knows what will happen with the calls. And let's get some weirdos calling. I want some weirdos calling. Give the number out uh, and say to weirdos, call this number uh, a few minutes after 12. I just want some weirdos who don't even know what this thing is. Why don't you write the number on the masses uh, uh, men's room wall, Mike? Why don't you write the best show number on the wall on the men's room wall at masses? For a good time, call 201-332-3484 Tuesday nights at 12:05 a.m. And also the people I write cuz I'll write like EST on uh, on uh, on uh, Twitter like listen to the best show 9 p.m. EST to midnight EST and then uh don't you mean uh EDT get corrected no i don't care enough to learn what the uh what the right thing is i don't care well after daylight savings it becomes edt okay good for you edt what what do you work at a watch store you gotta know stuff like that not me man i ain't gotta know that so uh I gotta know any of that stuff. Nothing like raining on the parade, man. EDT. Ah, you won. Go, go collect your prize. Go collect it. Get on that line right there. Pick up your prize. Your E, your your EDT time, prize. Yeah, a lot of good, uh, a lot of good response lately. People love the box set. And, and naturally, finally end up in Rolling Stone, right? Finally, who's on the cover? Ringo Starr. That's like the most perverse thing I've ever been a part of. Ringo Starr is on the cover. Great. Ringo, ring. Well, I'm one of my least favorite people. That's who I've got to share the issue. Share the issue. As if, as if we're sharing. There's a feature article about him. We got a, we got a nice little write up. I'm going in the tank. I'm sorry. I have to do it. I have to do it. I have to do it. I have to make the listeners happy. I have to make Garbage Boy happy and Yao Fan 81. Sure, my wife doesn't want me to, but I, I need to do it to make to make to make uh, Crusher KC happy. 
and fish. What, what will, you know, what will uh, uh, Sugar Bear have to say if I don't get in the tank? Or Abba's helicopter. That might be the best handle I've ever seen. Abba's helicopter. So a nice Arrival reference to the cover of Arrival. Right? You love that? You love when uh, when Abba had that song on there? They put this album out called Arrival, filled with so many hits. I'm telling you, Arrival, top to bottom, so hit-packed. This is how good ABBA is. What do they start the album off with? These are the ones they have in the chamber. They got Money, 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 Tiger, Knowing Me, Knowing You, and Dancing Queen. That's going on this album. Ten-song album. Those are four right there. What do they start the album off with? That's right. When I Kiss the Teacher. One of the weirdest, most unsettling songs imaginable. One of the, one of the songs where you just have to go. I'm going to chalk this up to the fact that they're not from America. Cause that's weird. When I Kiss the Teacher. What a, troubling song but that's what they start their album off they know they just know yeah we got dancing queen ready to go on this thing we'll drop dancing queen on your head we'll drop knowing me knowing you on your head money 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 tiger arrival another good one why did it have to be me and eh, not so hot that's me is pretty good dumb dumb diddle stupid but my love my life is a good song and Arrival is like, uh, that's like their, uh, that's their, uh, uh, that's their pet sounds. But they start off with When I Kiss the Teacher. You weirdos. Gotta love you, Abba. I'm putting a topic on the table. And later in the show, we're gonna do, uh, Bowling Alley Confessions. We'll be back at the Bowling Alley. Let people do their thing. People like Bowling Alley Confessions. Best show, you're on the air. Uh, excuse me, did you just say I'm on the air? You are. I'm trying to reach, uh, I'm trying to reach a marketing director or producer, line producer for the program, The Best Show. Uh, this is Tom. This is Tom Sharpling? Yes. Tom, hi, my name's Paul Billings. I'm calling from Golden Voice, um, concert promoter, California. Well, uh, what can I do for you? I wanted to discuss an opportunity with you. Uh, I saw your phone number come over here on Twitter, just trying to do research, and probably uh, we're going to have to talk offline about. This is a put-on. Goodbye. I got no time. What did he say when he called, Mike? Oh, so you put him on hold, of course. That's I got to move Mike out of here. Mike. An opportunity. Mike's idea of an opportunity. Yeah. Also, is it an opportunity when you see somebody running into a Dunkin' Donuts and they leave their car running? Do you look at that as an opportunity? Opportunity. Mike's idea of opportunity is different than mine. Drunk guy drops his wallet. Is that an opportunity? 
old lady leaves her front door unlocked. Is that an opportunity? We're going to have to do some, uh, we're going to have to run some uh, definitions after the show. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, hey, can I speak to the executive producer of the best show, by chance? This is Tom. Are you the EP? Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom, how's it going? It's going all right. Who's this? This is Josh calling from Elizabeth. From Elizabeth, New Jersey. Oh, yeah. What's up in Elizabeth tonight? I just... Enjoying the best show as I do every Tuesday night. Well, that's sweet of you to say. Well, what can I do for you tonight, buddy? All right, so tonight, bringing to the table, I got uh, four things. Uh, I got a review. And what? Uh, hold, hold on one sec. What well, was that guy? The guy on four, Mike. He's like, yeah, I'm trying to speak to the executive producer of the best show. <laughs> that wasn't me. No, it wasn't you. I'm, look, I'm, it's a previous caller. Don't worry. So, what do you have, my friend? Okay, so I have a review. A suggestion, a commendation, and an apology. It's like a, it's like a, a, a buffet for me, huh? I'll, I'm bringing it to the table. I'll take. Let's do the. We'll take two of the four. I want to hear the apology first. Okay, so uh, me and a few friends went to the late show on the first night of you uh, Sharping and Worcester Live at the Bell House, and uh, this is an apology on my friend's behalf. So in the back of the crowd during the performance, there's a, a scuffle of sorts, and all of a sudden you see the scuffle slowly move through the crowd and people uh, people starting to yeah, part yeah. ways, looking uh-huh. disturbed. All right, what, what did you do? Don't and, name uh, it. This, don't don't ruin the thing for people. <laughs> this was not me. This, this is an apology on behalf of a friend of mine. Yeah, but don't ruin the don't ruin the routine, my friend. No details. Oh, no, 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 no. You're, I being, you're being good so far. Please keep that up. Okay. So uh, I see, you know, everyone's kind of looking off to the side of the crowd as uh, uh, my friend, who has uh, admittedly had way too many drinks that night, carrying everything from the merch table in the middle of the skit, annoying pretty much everybody in his path. And for that, I would like to apologize. No. Your friend does not have to apologize. Don't, you don't apologize. Your friend bought stuff from the merch table. <laughs> what else you got? Give me the best one of the other ones. Um... Okay, do you want the, the review of the suicide show or the uh, the suggestion? I want to hear your idea of a suggestion. Well, this is a uh, suggestion for you. I recently went to a screening of the Wrecking Crew documentary. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would highly suggest checking it out because it's phenomenal. But also there is a uh, about a minute and a half clip of the most cringeworthy Mickey Dolan footage you will ever see. You, my friend have cinched me seeing this uh, movie. Is this the one where the lions attack everybody? <laughs> no, this is the uh, the, the one about the uh, group of studio musicians who pretty much recorded every hit throughout the 60s. Mm-hmm. That's right. They did uh, all the hits. Oh, yeah. Well, look, I'm going to watch it. Thank you, buddy. Guys, the reason I uh, kept him going, because he's local. He could get me. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom, this is Dan in Albany. How are you? Dan in Albany, what's up, buddy? Uh, I wanted to talk to you about uh, WrestleMania, man. Okay, what about it? Well, a lot of people are saying that it was one of the best WrestleManias in the history of WrestleMania. Uh-huh. What did their What did their uh, parole officers have to say? <laughs> uh, 
Nothing. He hung up. Wow, that, that, that felled him. That felled the mighty wrestler fan. WrestleMania. I couldn't imagine watching that thing. WrestleMania. Like live Star Wars. Who's good here, Mike? Who is it? All right. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom, I'd like to offer myself up as a, uh, a sacrifice to the bad caller volcano. What, what, what's the point of this? Well, the point is that I've been waiting for 10 years to talk to you, and when I finally got a chance, I completely wasn't able to um, say anything sensical. And I think that proves your point as to the... Um, is this happening now? Yes. You're referring... No, so you're actually... I was, the guy, I was the guy with the EP call before. Yeah. And I was trying to go with the call before me, but mm -hmm. it just didn't work. Mm -hmm. so, so your idea... I, tur I turfed out. Your idea was to call again. <laughs> yes. And to be a little worse than the bad call. To be a little weirder than I was before. Look... I understand you tried something, right? Yes. You tried it. I'm, I'm okay. trying to be like a warning sign to everybody that was trying to call in earlier. Well, didn't you hear the, the manifesto in the Bill of Rights? I did, and that's why I was trying to like put myself out there as the, the what not to be. Explain the, th explain the thought process so people might be able to impart okay. some wisdom here. Have you ever watched uh, uh, Intervention? Yes. And you know those, you see those people on that show and you say, I don't want to ever end up like that guy. Mm -hmm. But they seem normal in the beginning. Okay. That was me. I was normal. And then as soon as you picked up the phone, I just, I went off the rails. You understand? It's why they call me. Best show, you're on the air. How are you? Doing all right. Who's this? This is Alex from Lexington, Kentucky. What's up, Alex? Well, uh, we went and caught you in Chicago last week. That was awesome. Thanks so much for doing that. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it was a blast. So I have a little story from uh, the night before. We had gotten up there and went out to a bar. Is it a good story? Oh, it was. I didn't want to spoil it for Mike. It's kind of of his general wind. All right, let's hear it real fast. Sure. Well, this guy, we met a guy from Manhattan who was just wasted. He'd been, he's older, probably been living there five years, he said. And he said he'd spent a lot of time in Jersey. Mm -hmm. So we, we actually asked him about masses. He didn't know what it was. But, okay. Uh, he kind of asked him where it was, and we said, oh, that's up in Bayonne. And just the look, like everything kind of sunk out of him. He goes, no, nobody wants to go to Bayonne. That's what he said? That's what he said. I felt bad for Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, thanks uh thanks for doing the show and uh yeah, keep it up. All right, thanks buddy. Thanks. Wow, got out.
He must have felt that coming. Besho, you're on the air. Hey, Tom. Yeah. It's Jello. It's Jello, the Jello man. Absolutely. What's uh, Jello man? For people who don't know, this is a guy who makes Jello for uh, Jello shots for a living. Sells them at different rock festivals. And uh, he's also uh, known, he's, re- he's related to the rock star uh, Kurt Vile. He's Kurt's brother. But he goes by the name Jello Man. That's what some people say. What's up, Jello Man? What's going on? Did you see my new Jello there? I don't think I saw the old one. Oh, oh you didn't see the old one. But what are you, the Jello Lair? What is that? Like the Bat Cave? It's, a bit, it's kind of like that. It's a basement. You know, I live in one of those old hundred-year-old homes with really low ceilings. Uh huh. But I found a way since I, I do masonry work. Um, I sealed all the bricks and uh, did some concrete work down here. I painted the floor like weird Jello colors. I, I posted a picture on Twitter. I put a new um, gumball machine in the corner. It looks, looks great. You should come over. To the Jello Lair? Yes. I'm, I'm going to. tank, if you will. It's what? The think tank, if you will. I'm going to come. I got to see this. Do the jello shots flow like water? Well, I don't really make jello shots. I mean, it's more like I think of the ideas for, for making T-shirts, and I like make um, I've been making everything out of wood. You, you ever hear that concept where you, you burn wood to age it, get that rustic appearance, and beat, beat wood with chains and stuff? No, I didn't. I don't know a whole lot about wood woodworking. But anyway, I've been um, I've been finishing this these uh, pieces of furniture I've been making, and uh, down here looks super rustic slash Jello. Does that make any sense? So rustic Jello, sort of like old timey Jello. Yeah, look at the picture. You'll love it. Like ye old Jello shots. Yeah, I'm having a Jello party pretty soon. Kind of like to go out to California. Like you would mix. Jello with like headache powders and things like that. I would. Well, well okay. I got. I got to come to this thing. I, well, I got to come to the Jello. Three weeks. I'm going to California for three weeks. So right afterwards, I'm having a Jello. So you invite me over, but you're gone. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> oh, Jello, I'll be gone man. for three weeks. Jello man, coming back. Then I'm going to Georgia. One week after that. So I got to fit. I got a. I got a pretty tight window here to get into the Jello layer. Well, I might bring it to you. I got a, a new mobile, um, a bus. It's not used for illegal activities, but I got a new bus that I'm planning on doing like a mobile Jello gig. A mobile, like what? So the so people will be like, you'll be like the Kool Aid Man, but it'll well, be with Jello shots. Like uh, you'll crash. The bus through like a wall when people are like, "Man, I wish well, we had some Jello shots." Well, you ever hear of uh, dentist chairs? Did I ever hear of dentist chairs? Well, they exist anyway. Yeah, no, I know, I know what it, I know what you mean. Sure. Well, anyway, I'm trying to put one inside the uh, bus, and I plan on having people sit down in the chair. I'm going to kind of like serve them Jello shots, kind of like they're. At the dentist, but I'm gonna put like a durable bomb in their mouth and like feed them jello shots in different ways. You might think I'm kidding, but I already practiced oh. to uh, 
concepts. Oh, 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 I know you're not kidding. Don't worry. I know you're, you make these things happen. You Don't dream it. I'm kidding. What? The thing is, you're like, you're like a Rocky Horror, right? I mean, Don't dream it. Be it. Right? Uh, you ever see Rocky Horror? Yes. How many times, like have, how many times have you seen it? Zero. I thought you said you saw it. Oh, uh, I'm just kidding around. Oh, Jello man, I can't get, I can't tap into your 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 Jello lair weird Jello rhythms. But listen, I got stickers too. I'm going to send you some stickers. Okay, send me some they stickers. Say, uh, they say Jello man on them. I want some man. of these stickers. Send me, send me them. Yeah, I got this new this new guy. He helps me out. He's around the corner from me. He, I make most of my uh, merch and stuff, but he. He just became like an angel on my shoulder. He, he just like comes over and helps me get stuff done. He just made me all these stickers. So, um, all right. I want you to put I, one on your um, bathroom window. All right, I'm gonna. I'm for the firefighters when they come. When the firefighters come, it. yeah, now they can we'll see, see it. They'll like, see, oh, a yeah. gel, see a Jello Man sticker. They'll turn around. Come on. What are you mad? Come on. Firefighters eat Jello shots too. You know what? That's a fair point. Thank you. Code it's spirit gel. It's not jello shots. It's not jello shots. It's spirit gel. I mean, it's a code word now. What would you think so, about this? I'm going to pitch you a certain kind of thing I just had an idea for. Well, I'm a catcher. High octane jello shots, but hidden in chapstick tubes. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was thinking about that. Oh, you thought of it already. Oh, okay. Well, oh, that's a, you are, I tell you, that's a, that's a, that's business right there. I just got a business 101. Yeah, I've been thinking about that already. Well, I think about putting, um, making salad, like super, uh, like I make the jello shots and then I turn them back to powder. Then I condense them almost into pills and so I kind of have them in pace. Okay, this is your weight. You need to do a little less thinking. Jello man. Go go walk around the block or something. They land once in a while. You know what Clear I mean? your head. Clear your head. You got to keep practicing them. You know what I mean? uh, look, I, I know. Uh, you're you're on the way. You're on the one of them's going to pay off, and you're going to be uh, sitting on a mountaintop when one of these things hits. And I could sit on a mountaintop tomorrow. But you'll own the mountain. Oh, you have a way of words. Yeah. All right, Jello man. When you're back from your trip, you let me know. Maybe I'll come down to the Jello Lair. I might call you in California for no reason. By all means, you you got the number. I do. All right, thanks, boss. You travel I'll safe. Talk. Yep. All right, bye bye. Oh. Gotta love Jello, man. Gotta love him. Gotta love Jello, man. Best show. You're on the air. Hey, hey Tom. Hey. Long time listener, first time caller. It's uh, it's Bruce in Rumson. Bruce in Rumson, Rumson, yeah. New Jersey. Yeah. What's going on tonight? Just calling to say, hey, it's Roy's friend, Bruce. Roy Philly boy, Roy Ziegler. Yeah. His friend Bruce. Yeah, I'm a little nervous. I'm I'm really nervous. Big fan of the show. Oh, wait, is, oh my, this is not, oh my, this can, you're not, because he called a few weeks ago and talked about 
Bruce, his friend Bruce. Right. Oh, hang on. Hey, Max, will you keep it down? I'm trying to talk to Tom. Wait. Thanks, man. Max? Yeah. This is the not... The one. The mighty... This is no way. This is not Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, it is, yeah. Bruce Springsteen. Oh, don't look at me like that, you dumb dingleberry. Who's who's giving you a look? Max, he's 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 acting like his feelings are hurt. Why would his feelings be hurt? Because I told him to can it. Oh. We're well, we're at rehearsal right now. We're taking a little break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You kind of that's why I'm calling you actually. Mm-hmm. Because well, you're taking a break? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to find this BG song on iTunes. Okay. But I, I, I ain't having no luck. You're, you're, you, you ain't having no luck? That's what I said, yeah. yeah. Well, Bruce, you, you, you know it's I'm not having any luck. Look, man, I didn't go to Harvard like you did. I, I, I and all your listeners. That try. was mean of me. I'm sorry. That's all right, Bruce, but... Um, I did not go to Harvard, and my listeners did not go to Harvard either, for the most part. Sounds like you you would have fallen asleep in class. Yeah, you caught me there for a second. I was I, I had a sip of something, and then it, it caught it caught me. It's okay. Well, look this this song I'm looking for. Yeah, we want to cover it. Okay, but I can't find it. I'll, I'll sing it for you if you'd like. Oh, I would I would love that. All right, it, it goes something like this. Oh, girl, bitch, you got your panties in a bunch when you saw me having lunch with Sheila. You threw my car keys in a pool and now I'm acting like a fool trying to fish those bad boys out. I'm like 84% sure it's on Spicks and Specs. Hey, Bruce? Yes. I've I've heard a lot of your records, right? And I had no idea you could sing like that. I can get up there if if I really want to. I, I'm phoning it in most of the time, honestly. You mean when you sing in a low guttural? Uh, oh yeah, that, yeah. I could I could sing "Flight of Icarus" if I wanted to, but I don't want to. But why would you want to sing Flight of Icarus? That doesn't seem like your music. Oh, I love Iron Maiden. They're the best. You think your music doesn't sound anything like theirs? No, that's all I listen to. As a matter of fact, I've been trying to get Gary to wear those those striped leotards that, that Steve Harris wears. I've been trying to get him to wear those since, oh man, the River Tour. To try to get him to... You're trying to get Gary Talent... Yeah. In your band. Right. To dress like the the guy, the bassist in He's Iron Maiden. He's not just the guy. He's the brains behind Maiden. Okay. You Eddie dummy. Oh, you got, that was a pretty good one. You got Eddie's me. their mascot. No, I know Eddie's their mascot. Are you, you, I didn't know you knew that. Oh, yeah. Those guys took me up on Ed Force One a couple times. The Iron Maiden air, airplane. Yeah. So you've seen the documentary, Death on the Road? I have. I knew it. It's pretty exciting. Wait. 
What? What what did you just do, Bruce? Nothing. No, I think I heard what you did. I vaped. You vaped? You're vaping? It's a vape bong. A vape bong. A vape. A vape? Yeah. It's a bong that's a vape. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Well, I guess there's a first time for everything, right? For you learn about it. Relaxes me, takes the edge off. You feeling a lot of tension lately? I was, you know, but I'm not so I'm not right now, but you know, we're all getting ready to watch uh, last night's Better Call Saul. You and the E Street band? Yeah. Uh-huh. You see it? I didn't see last night's now. It's supposed to be really good. I like what they're doing. I don't know if are you into that? I like the show, yeah. I got to say though, man, the best thing Odin Kirk ever did. Yeah. Do you remember this one episode of Mr. Show? It was one tiny little sketch where he and Cross are driving, and David is telling him that he's he's really sick, mm-hmm. and Odenkirk goes, "Oh man!" And David thinks that he's he's you know he's he's upset also because mm-hmm. David's sick, and then Odenkirk goes, "Oh man." My wife has been on my ass all week to bring home this magazine. I remember that. I think that's the funniest, the second funniest thing I've ever heard. And what's the funniest thing? Have you seen uh, Vacation? The movie Vacation, National Lampoon's Vacation. Yes, there's this one scene. Do you call it National Lampoon's Vacation? I sure do. I show it the full amount of respect, as should you. Okay. But you don't, do you? Uh, oh, I just did call it that. That's that's a good man. Anyway, there's this I never thought you'd call This is a, this is a weird moment. What? I never thought I, I the idea of you calling me a good man, the idea that Bruce Springsteen would say you're a good man, Tom, was that's the kind of thing you can only dream of happening. But I never thought it would happen under these circumstances where I'm a good man because I'm I'm saying the full name of the movie National Lampoon's Vacation. Like I say in the song Born to Run, life is full of weirdly odd twists and turns, my man. That's from the song Born to Run? It sure is. Are there two different Born to Runs? Because no. I don't know if that's in the one I know. Yeah, it's right after the line about strapping my hands across your engines. They they made me change it to, to the other way. That life is a series of twists and turns, my man. Yeah, no, they made it. They made me change it where I I tell the rider to strap their hands across my engines. Mm-hmm. I had it the other way around. They said it was too erotic. Okay. Yeah. Now, Bruce, you were saying about National Lampoon's vacation. Oh, yes. The line in question, Chevy Chase goes in into this campground to rent some 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 tents. Mm-hmm. And Brian Dole Murray asks him for his address. Yeah. And Chevy Chase goes, why do I need to give you my address? And yeah. Brian Dole Murray goes, well, it's a little mellow. Well, it sounds like he's eating something the way you just did that impression. He's eating watermelon. Okay. Crack the movie much? It don't sound like you do. Well, I haven't seen it in a while. Okay, well, that's 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 neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. So, Bruce. 
Yes. Boss. I guess can I call you boss? Oh, please don't call me that. Uh-huh. You don't like that? No. Okay. I like it when the ladies call me that. Ugh. Oh, man. I knew I, I knew that was that was wrong as soon as I heard it coming out of my mouth. Yeah, it didn't sound right, did it? No. So, Bruce, what what what's uh you're rehearsing, you said? Right, right, right. And you just decided to call up well, I wanted I wanted to learn that song, and we can't find it nowhere. So I thought, who would know it? Other, uh, you'd be the first person to know it because you're so well versed in music. Oh well, that's flattering of you to say. Oh yeah, it's cool. I love the show. Oh, thank you. It was fun to talk to Mike for an hour. You talked to Mike for an hour. Oh yeah. Really? Oh yeah. What were you guys talking about? Everything. Okay. Wow. Yeah, all kinds of philosophical things. Uh, geez, er- everything from you know nuclear fission to morale. Wow, that's a pretty well-rounded conversation. I know, right? Yeah. Everything from nu- oh, 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 <laughs> sorry. Speaking speaking of Philly, uh, Roy's coming by. He he just he just pulled in. He's he brought. Uh, he brought hoagies from Wawa for all of us. So you have, Roy has, he's honking at you now? Yeah, yeah. Because I remember recently he, you honked at him. I did, yeah, yeah. And I know he has, you have a very interesting car that. I do, I do. Oh. Well. Hey, hang on, you stinkadelphian freeloader. Wait, is that a second horn? Yeah, Roy has two horns now. Because you have two. And so does Roy. And is, did Roy do that because he's copying you? Well, I teach. You I'm teach. a horn teacher. Okay, so you teach you people you how, to to get teach a sec- you? how to get a second horn on their car. Absolutely, yeah. Well, I guess that's, uh, that's the role of being a teacher, huh? You, that you have to maybe... maybe- Wow, he is very impatient. (laughs) Okay. Wow. He just hung up. How about that? How about that? Weird show tonight. Weird show. A lot of weirdness going on. Let's hear something by a band who put out an album on the label Trouble in Mind. Great album. This band is called Hollows. So let's check something out from them right now. Seven to 
trying to survive. show on WFMU. Uh, people who are uh, nostalgic for that show, we have a little clip. Hey, 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 how's that? It's the time, yes? Are we on? We're good. Well, I didn't ask you. I'm good. You know I'm good. Let's just get this nightmare uh, underway or over with. Where are we at? Under or over? Whose hair is this on the board? Did somebody bring a dog in here? Are we shedding? The shaggy DA in here? Best show. And what made it a phenomenon? I'm, I'm not sure that that clip convinced me.
For the Jewish New Year, we fast. We can't turn on the lights. We confess our sins. For her to come over, stand next to him at the cage. So she's got the video cameras. I'm hitting ball after ball. She whispers to Derek, "How fast is Dino throwing?" Bushy-tailed, highly caffeinated, the whole nine yards. So, so first question, uh, right off, right off the bat. Saw it on Twitter yesterday. We shoot clerks free in May. Hit somebody shoots September through Christmas. Uh, in February, doing moose jaws. But after that, I smell a rat. Mall rat sequel? Yes or no? Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was the first time I said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we're working on. And, and so how far along is it in production, or is it just in early stages? Um, it's it's a half a script right now, and uh, and we're pulling our loot together. I mean, we've got, you know, up until the beginning of uh, 2016, so it feels like in, you know, by the time we get to May 2016, we're going to be shooting. That is Awesome news you just made my morning, sir. It was, uh, yeah, it kind of uh, came out of nowhere and was... Robinson to me was an enormous um, You know, when I was in my 20s, I was, uh, you know, bird dogging chicks and getting loaded. And these guys are talking about comic books and, and those, uh, those collectible. Ha <laughs> 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 
standing right now with nine delegates from a hundred gangs. And there's over a hundred more. That's 20,000 hardcore members. 40,000 counting affiliates and 20,000 more got organized and ready to fight. 60,000 souls. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig here tonight nerds nerd the nerdy things that we love like nerds are powerful nerds like nerds make the shiny things that distract the mouth breathers like i love harry potter i love fantasy and sci-fi and all that all of it spiked on today. One of you jive time turkeys put some ecstasy in it. And now our beloved social studies teacher is out on the dance floor in a man diaper doing a cha-cha slide. Also, if you get shot with an arrow on this holiday, that is not Cupid. There's a hobo with a crossbow out in the parking lot. Think your teachers are schoolers. I've got two tickets to paradise. He'd leave the rabbi, come off the stage, into the audience, and hug his mother and grandparents. Then he'd bound back on stage like a Tony Award winner, which I am. Wait, did that just slip? Revenge. 
And if you do not listen, then the hell with you. Stumble across this radio station. Yes, I, I, I locked in somehow. I don't know why, but and I heard Hendrix, right? Yeah. And then I heard I could see Turner. Yep. I said, Oh, I'm gonna listen to this radio station. And then you heard. And I heard just all sorts of boring stuff, man. enough the shirt I had on was too big for me
How are we doing, Mike? You all right? You having an okay time? Good time, good time. Mike's having a good time. Good. I want you to have a good time. You missed that? People miss the sound collage. It will show up. It will just show up. That's how we do it, man. So what's up, guys? Phone number 201-332-3484. Well, these people are going nuts because the, uh, that guy got the Daily Show job. What's his face? You know, what's his face? That's what everybody said when he got it. Oh, that guy's been on the show for a month and a half. And then he, like, wrote uh, tweets that were, like, that were, like, uh, offensive. Yeah. Oh, God, God, God forgive us all if we are all judged by our, our worst tweet. Look. I said ridiculously, uh, dumb stuff. It wasn't funny, really. I mean, I didn't make me laugh. I know you can be funny and be, uh, of course you can be shocking and be funny. I like plenty of shocking, inappropriate things. These tweets kinda, uh, they're kind of blue. These tweets blue. And, uh, so he, uh, he tried. These dumb old tweets. To me, I'd be more, uh, I'm, I'm just as upset that there, that the, there hasn't been one photo of this guy that isn't blurry. It's like, what is he, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald? Like, Lee, Ar- Lee Harvey Oswald has more, uh, high, high, high res photos than of this guy taking over the, uh, Daily Show. Whatever. What, what are you gonna do? The guy wrote t- tweets, they were terrible. He apologized. I he apologized. He didn't, well, he said that he, uh, he commented, he said, to reduce my views to a handful of jokes that didn't land is not a true reflection of my character nor my evolution as a comedian. Yeah, that's not, I mean, that's not an apology. Whatever. Guy's not funny. Sorry. Stinks. I'm more offended by how unfunny the tweets were than by, uh, the, the shockingness of them. Bad news, Jack. Trust me, yeah, if this is the way it's going a year from now, you'll be seeing the Solaflex commercials on Comedy Central at 11 o'clock. 
Then I'll watch. You'll be able to order, order uh, yeah, the P90X. Let that guy host it. Let the P90X guy give that guy a show. No, not that guy. Not this. What's the P90X guy's name? Hey, Mike. You know P90X? No? I don't know. I just can't believe. Well, maybe this guy's the funniest guy on earth. I don't know. I need to, uh... I'm getting ready to order some gym equipment on Tuesday on uh, 11 o'clock. Now. I, I at least hope they mix up the infomercials. So I hope they just put different ones on every every night. Look, maybe I'll be eating my words a year from now. Maybe this will be the funniest show in history. Everybody knows offensive comedy that's funny and you know it's wrong. You laugh at it. Everybody laughs at that. Holy guacamole. Once he wrote these tweets when he was seven. Bad. That's why Twitter. That's why Twitter's not so hot, man. Not so hot. You got a better forum. You use the forum. Twitter should be the last resort to express yourself. I put the heat on. Now it's uh, hot in here. I feel like I'm. Uh, I feel like I'm uh, got the flop sweat going talking about this. I put the, the Twitter and I'm sweating with the thing. He's going to, uh, I'll throw my hat in the ring a year from now. Maybe I'll write the letter now. Dear Comedy Central, I know you're canceling the Daily Show with Trevor Noah. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Wait, he doesn't do the. Daily Show. What's his face? Don Pardo. Don Pardo didn't do a whole lot of anything now. He died. R.I.P. D.P. Twitter should be where you. It should be. Twitter should be the last resort to put your your thoughts and jokes up. Not your. Not your first choice. It's a trash. It's a trash medium. Trash medium. Flush it. You got a better place to do your uh, your your uh, your comedy. You do it somewhere else. You don't do it at Twitter. You got no other choice. Yeah, then you do it at Twitter. And then while while you try to find a place to do it. I just had to express myself. And, and, uh, I figured I would do it in a place where I only had 140 characters to do it, to put this nuanced theme out. Last resort. I got a radio show, man. I got three hours to say what I want to say. I don't have to squeeze it into uh, 140 characters, tap dance it over at, uh, comedy karaoke. 
at its worst, Twitter is comedy karaoke. I'm one of the all-timers, man. What am I doing on Twitter? Tap dancing. Tap dancing like someone who's got nowhere else to be. I got three hours to say what I want to say. Let me try to jam it into 140 characters. Make a nuanced point. Not to say I didn't have fun over at Twitter. It was fun. And look, three weeks from now, I'll probably be on Twitter going, uh, Hey, did anybody see the, uh, did anybody see that, uh, commercial for, uh, LensCrafters? Can you believe the guy in the LensCrafters commercial? Like, I'll just be back on it. But I'm not right now. Free yourselves. Free yourselves from the tyranny of a trash. It's like a trash business. It's like a, like, everybody goes there, tap dances. It's like if you went to a club, open mic, went up, did your stuff, and then you realized the club was making billions of dollars a year. Last thing I'll say, you use social media, people. Don't let it use you. That's all. You use it. Don't let it use you. You find your comfort zone with it, use it. Stay there. Suddenly those days you feel yourself uh, going too deep, replying to everybody, fighting it out, skip it. That's when it's time to get out. So I blew it up. Oh, we haven't opened one of these under the dome cards in a long time. And by the way, tonight we have uh, we have uh, uh, half hour power coming up in twenty five to thirty minutes. You call up two zero one three three two three four eight four. Half hour of power is the unscreened best show post show. Call up, you do stuff. Let's get the weirdos out on that. Tell, let's tell the weirdos to call 201-332-3484. I just opened an Under the Dome car uh, pack. I have a box here that Jason, the Dudio, bought of Season 1 Under the Dome trading cards. A box of them. They come with a lot of collectible cards in it. Let's see what this one is. It's a picture of an egg. This next one, that one's called Curtains. This next one is called Let the Games Begin. It's a picture of an egg. This next one's called Outbreak. It's got the two teens in it. Blue on blue, picture of the wall, the the dome. And, oh my goodness, an autographed card. An autographed under the dome card. Are you guys jealous? Which one of you out there, wishes you had an autographed Jolene Purdy under the dome card. You might, yeah, that's right, I know. You might remember her as Dodie Weaver on Under the Dome. Dudio will put, uh, is going to take a picture of this and put it up on, that's right, Twitter, the same garbage heap I just spent 
45 minutes condemning. I'm about to use it now for... But I'm using it for my own gain. There we go, please. Gentle. Gentle. You didn't ding the corners on this, did you? I don't want this to go down in value. Right now it's worth $2. I don't want it to go down to $1. Better not find this on the wall of masses, this card. Now, my friends, the best show moves from the normal studio in which the best show is located. Guys, I think we're going to go over to a local bowling alley. Because now it is time for bowling alley confessions and apologies. No names. No locations. You call up 201-332-3484. You just say... Say something that you want to confess, because we now are in the bowling alley. Snack bar looks good tonight. Those weird crinkle-cut fries that you can only get at a bowling alley. Grilled cheese sandwich with a slice of tomato on it. Makes you wonder why I'm ordering anything vegetable-based at a bowling alley. But I'll do it. The menu. It says. With that old old lettering on it. And they lost the current number. So now they just stick a piece of paper with the current prices for the items. Over it. Bowling alley. Confessions. And apologies. Best show. You're here with me at the bowling alley. Ah. I can come up with something I suppose. No, just, just talk. You don't have to. You don't have to rewrite everything. What did you want to talk about? Well, uh, Tom, uh, I'm up here in Humboldt County, California. This is Hank from Humboldt County. Okay, Hank. And I, I was hoping to talk that there was this band. You defied to both rules uh, of the bowling alley by giving your name and location, but. Oh, good. Go, go ahead. Okay. What did you want to talk about? A band. Yeah, this band has come to town a couple of times up here to Humboldt County, and it occurs to me maybe you've never heard of them, the, the super group Moon Alice. Moon Alice? Moon Alice, yes. Who is in Moon Alice that makes it a super group? Well, you've got uh, you've got uh, Pete Sears, the former bass player for the Jefferson Starship and Hot Tuna. What's his name? Pete Sears. Pete Sears, not uh, Yorma? No, no, no. Yorma, Yorma, no, Yorma's the guitar player, right? Yorma had the noodling. Jack Cassidy. What about Jack Cassidy? No, Pete Sears was in there at some point. That's all I can tell you. You playing Octopus? You sure you're not talking about Jefferson Um, Starship? Jefferson Starship, yes. Yeah, not Jefferson. He was in Hot Tuna for a period. Yeah, you said Jefferson Airplane. Uh, Did I? Huge huge difference, my friend. Okay, so he's in the band. Who else is in the band? You've got uh, John Molo, the drummer from uh, Bruce Hornsby in the Range. Well, this is a super group. Yeah, right. 
Uh, you've got the, the least known member of the supergroup, I think, Barry Sletz on guitar. He uh, plays guitar, I think, most notably with uh, Phil Lesh sometimes, and also with the Dave Nelson Band. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, and then rounding it out, you've got the leader of the group, uh, uh, Internet billionaire Roger McNamee. Okay. And how, how, what's your relation to this band? How do you know them? I have no relation to this band except that I, I, I work with a radio station and I've seen them come in the radio station and it's Okay. So why are you calling me? They roll me? up. They roll up in this giant, giant, I mean, internet billionaire. This guy has a billion dollars and they're out sort of living the 60s dream. He gets to, he gets to afford that. And they have like, they roll up in this massive bus. Uh, just like sort of decked out. I mean, not a hippie bus. Clean, large, huge, with like a driver, entourage, and uh, I think, I don't know if they're poster artists, they're full-time poster artists travels with them, but they do have a full-time poster artist on staff. And they're out there just touring from like uh, Humboldt County to San Francisco to Santa Cruz, those places. on the air. Welcome hey there. to the bowling alley. i got alley. a kind of a confession. So many dudes tonight, Mike. Hey, well, you know, it's the first time calling in, so maybe it's going to be a dude. Um, anyway, I'm, you're cleaning your throat too much. Take a sip of water before you call. Let's get some, some ladies calling, please. 201-332-3484. Plenty of bowling balls at the bowling alley. Welcome. You are on the air, and you are at the bowling alley. Hello, Tom. Oh, good heavens. I know this guy. This is Jason from Alabama. It is. How are you tonight? I'm doing pretty good. What's going on? I'm going to pop down well, the bowling alley a little bit for you. Oh well, I wanted I, I wanted to be in the bowling alley. I think my call is appropriate for the bowling alley. So. All right, we're turning it up then. You're Thank at the you. bowling alley. Thank you. A southern uh, bowling it, alley. Well, incidentally, we had two bowling alleys here in our town, and one of them was old, and the other one they refurbished. It was all brand new, so the old one was going to close down, and then the new one burned to the ground, so the old one is opened back up. So the old bowling alley, the people were just like... They actually sold it to a car dealership, and the car dealership was going to demolish it and use the space to sell more cars. So the car dealership is actually owns the bowling alley, technically, I think, right now. It's very strange. So you could go and buy a car at a bowling alley? Well, next to the bowling alley. They were going to close the bowling alley down because there, there was a brand new one across the road. But it burnt to the ground, mm-hmm. so they decided, as a public service to the bowlers of of Huntsville, they yeah. would leave it open. Now this uh, this bowling alley burning down, nobody thinks the owners of the old bowling alley did it. Well, I don't think they own it anymore, so I think that they're in the clear. Unless they just did it out of spot under cover of being in the clear. Is the, has anybody checked to see if a fan of Dig Dug or Defender? <laughs> might have been 
angry that the new bowling alley only had like <laughs> dance-based games in it. That may be a or might be a big buck hunter. Those games where you shoot animals. Right. I think hopefully the fire marshal is aware of that of that dynamic. They should gather. They should take kids as a as a test. Take them into an arcade and let them pick the game they want to go to. And if the kid goes to any of those like hunting games. Then they should, like they picks the gun up. Then they should like uh, they should walk them uh, walk them out and walk them right into counseling or boot camp or boot camp. Get one of those sergeants from Jenny Jones show. <laughs> Remember those sergeants? Yes. Do you yes, think I those do. guys are just at home going like one of these? Does Ellen need a drill sergeant? Try to get some teens in shape. Get they into- post on. They post on Craigslist offering their boot, sar- boot camp yeah. sergeant services. On Fiverr. These guys are on Fiverr. <laughs> For $5, former, I will yell at your kid. Yeah. Former Jenny Jones drill sergeant. I, w- I will film a 60-second a, a video of me screaming. Personalized. A personalized video of me screaming happy birthday at your <laughs> your delinquent child. Just give me their name and their issue. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, their issue. So, so that's the bowling situation down there. Yes, but that, that's not why I called. Mm-hmm. So, so you didn't bowling... call. Wait. So you're telling me <laughs> that you didn't call to tell me about the uh, how the AMF Parkway lanes Whoa. Went, uh, went up in in flames. I did not. Okay. You're like the in the Matrix over there. You're like a you know pulling information up. Look, I'm not saying I uh, no, I didn't pull this up. I just happen to know. I know a lot about a lot of different places, and I know like that bowling alley's on South Memorial Parkway, <laughs> and uh, I know Fire Chief uh, Mac McFarland Jr. Uh, wait, that's the name of the bowling chief, Mac McFarland Jr. Well, that. These are the greatest names ever. Firefighters yeah. led by Captains Troy Graves and Jeremiah Walters. I think I, I think I live in a movie. I think this I is think, a movie. I think you might. This might be a very... You might want to sell this to, like, NBC would do a whole show about this that would yeah. get canceled. Alabama Fire Chiefs. Alabama Far. <laughs> Alabama far. <laughs> yeah. So I'm uh, sorry. So you were saying, yeah, okay. anonymous yeah. caller, anonymous yeah. caller. You were saying we will now shift into anonymous mode. Um, I, you know, I have. I was. I got married when I was a t- in my late teens, and okay. I'm thankfully very, still very happily married to the same lady. Um, and we had children when we were in our early twenties. So now I find myself. As a forty-year-old man, and I don't have any kids anymore because they're all—they're all adults now. Okay. And I'm wondering, what's what am I going to do now that basically I'm—I'm re- I'm going to get to have my twenties now. I think and I wanted to see if that was sad. No. And pathetic, or no. what's the least pathetic thing I could do? You raised a couple great kids. They're awesome. I don't have to have any drill sergeants yell at them. No, you've you've conducted your whole life 
You've gone. They went through their whole uh, uh, childhood and, and and teen years without you having to contact Jenny Jones or a camera ready drill sergeant, right? To to put them through a ninety minute workout with cameras filming it. That and then they leave. You 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 didn't have any of that happen. You you did it no. already. You did it, pops. You did it. I think what you need to do now. There's two ideas. Okay. I'm going to fold these into one idea. Okay. The burn down bowling alley. You go to you go to Home Depot or whatever local hardware store. Not that doesn't have to be a chain hardware store. Looters. Looters. You go over to Looters Hardware. You tell Looter. You go and ask for Looter. Right? Mm. And you tell Looter, I'm building, I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing back the AMF. And he'll say something to the effect that, are you plum, I'm not going to do the accent. Yeah, thank you. He'll say, are you plum loco? And then he'll spit some tobacco out, right? Yeah. <laughs> and or, then, or he'll vape. Or, or he'll, he'll vape. vape. Yeah. And you tell Looter, you tell him, no, no, it's not going to be a bowling alley. Don't worry. I'm opening. It's going to be nothing but sensory deprivation tanks. <laughs> and then you tell him, and he'll say, are you plum loco? And he'll say, you're crazier than something that I don't know what right. the metaphor would be, right? Crazier than a... Than a hardware store, hardware store cat. Than a hardware store cat. Son, you're crazier than a hardware store cat. And then you say to him, up, 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 up. I'm going to need, not only am I going to need the, the sensory deprivation tanks from you, looter, I'm also building a secret side room that I call the coma room. Where I'm going to hang bodies from the ceiling like the movie Coma, which I've never seen that movie, but I know that poster has like bodies hanging. That always scared me, that image. Is that like an evil room? That's not what title is, is it? It doesn't have nothing to do with the Coma bodies. Do you know what title is, Anonymous Caller? Uh, it, I, there was a, there was a Fiona Apple album called Title, I think. There was a Fiona Apple album called that but your your mission now is to go to your family close encounter style and take all the mashed potatoes and shape them in the shape of a sensory deprivation tank (laughs) this means something this is important yeah and convince your family that you need to build a sensory deprivation tank Emporium at the burned down bowling alley. Oh boy. I wish I hadn't asked you this question. <laughs> and it will have a side room, a, se- a yeah. secret side room, secret side coma room. Where I'm harvesting organs. Is that what they do in that movie? Yeah, I think so. Oh no, I never want to see that. <laughs> yeah. I never would have seen it. Yeah. Well, now I feel strangely compelled to do this. I wish I hadn't asked you this question. 
No, I, I see you now scooping out mashed potatoes on the table. Your 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 amazing wife watching you do it. Your two kids, looter. The guy who uh, we have him over. We have him over for dinner. Yeah. Looter's there. The yeah. the rich guy who owns your town is there. Who uh, the guy Fire who's, Chief Mac, Mac McFarlane. Mac, <laughs> Fire Chief Mac McFarlane's there, and then the other two guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what were their names? Graves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're there, and you're telling all of them. And Mac McFarlane will look at you and go, "You're crazier than something fire related." Yeah, fire firehouse uh, dog. <laughs> yeah, you're crazier than a three-legged firehouse dog. <laughs> and then Captain Troy Graves will tell him, "Chief, hey Chief, this guy's. I'm interested in this guy's coma room." All right, anonymous caller. Okay. I appreciate it. Best of luck with the sensory deprivation emporium. Oh, boy. Okay. This is taking a dark turn. Okay, bye. Welcome to the show. You are at the bowling alley because it is bowling alley confessions and apologies. Great. Uh, I'm Sarah. I'm not a dude. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm pretty good. Uh, first time caller. I'm pretty nervous, though. Just relax. Relax, Sarah. You're at a bowling alley. What's more relaxing than a bowling alley? Right? Uh, probably a, a tank. What are you going to get from the... Should we go to the pro shop and check that out? Maybe they got more of those... Uh, Maybe they got the new issue of Bowling Monthly. Oh, geez, maybe. We go. We'll split it. Sweet. Um, I'm calling because I have a confession that I like to get off my chest. Okay. Um, it's about the TV show The Jinx. I don't know if you've seen it. I have not seen The Jinx. But you've heard of it. Yeah, I know everything that happened on it because everyone's a big loudmouth. <laughs> I know everything that happened. Now I just got to watch this thing, and it's like knowing the story backwards. I guess. Although um, most people have known like the ending since a long time. My yeah. confession yeah. is that for most of the show, I thought the Jinx was innocent. See, look, I don't have any context. Hey, Mike. The caller thought that the jinx was innocent. For how how deep into the show did you think the jinx was innocent? Uh, until the big reveal, basically. No, I'm asking the caller. Until the big reveal, you thought he was innocent. Mike has yeah. something to say about this. Mm-hmm. I think you're out of your mind. <laughs> I was. It's it's a confession. I feel bad about it. Okay. Yeah. What makes you think he's innocent? Uh. I don't know. There were a lot of sketchy people everywhere around, and uh, I don't know. I kind of liked him, so I guess I wanted him to be innocent. It's weird because he's really creepy, but yeah. All right. Well, look. So it's not based on evidence. <laughs> <laughs> but also, do you feel like it could be because you're um, 
you're so used to just like switcheroos on TV and and things like that. Yeah, I guess there's a lot of that too. That you're just like, well, it couldn't be him. That'd be way too obvious. Exactly, it's the obvious ending. So, well, this bodes yeah. well for oh. his trial because I think there's still a chance that he'll get off again. I do think that. I think he can get jurors who are going to think that he was set up by Hollywood, and that's how he's going to get off the next time. He already got off for one murder. Yeah. Yeah, he did. She's admitting that. Okay, well, <laughs> it's a confession, Mike. <laughs> okay. T- tap the brakes, champ. Okay. <laughs> that made me mad. Oh, Mike, Mike hates mm-hmm. the jinx so much. But next thing you know, who do you think's the first guest on the Mike show? The Jinx. Mm. Look, I'm on your side. I didn't see the show. I know what it's like to be like, oh, I think there could be another reveal here. There's no way this guy who I'm sure killed everyone killed everyone. Exactly. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I don't I'm with you, Anonymous anymore. Caller. I'm with you, Anonymous Caller. Great. Thanks. Thanks for calling. I do appreciate it. You have a great night. Thank you so much. You too. Bye bye. Welcome to the best show. We are now at the bowling alley for bowling alley confessions and apologies. To uh, keep yourself anonymous. Hello. Hello. Yes. Hello, Tom. Hi. Staying anonymous here. I have a confession. What do you have? I was in seventh grade. Is that and it? That's the confession? Was, oh, yes. there's more than that. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> seventh grade, I was trying to be friends with the cool kids, and I was a new kid, and I punched a kid in the face for his belt. How and this is seventh grade? Yeah, seventh grade. But I went, I'm from a small town. So I saw this kid all through high school. We, his, keeping it anonymous, our last names both start with S. So my locker was right next to it. So I used to have to see him every single day. You you felt terrible, didn't you? Horrible. Yeah, you should. That was a terrible thing to do. I know. Have you, did you ever write that wrong? No. No, and I've wondered if he thinks about that as much as I do. Yeah, well, why don't you find out? Why don't you right the wrong? And if he screams well, at you and says that you ruined his life, then you know what? You got to carry I, that. You got to carry it. Because you know what? You very well might have ruined his life. I know. I know. What made you do it? Peer pressure? Peer pressure. I. I thought I was black. Okay, this is this is 1991. That has absolutely nothing to do with it. But I was peer pressured. Oh, you are a tre- uh, a treasure trove here. <laughs> I like how you said I thought I was black, and then you said that has nothing to do with anything. Oh well, that's that's pretty, I know that, that's spectacular. You were about to just throw <laughs> an entire race uh, under the bus. Just for your yeah. thing, at least you admitted that that you you caught yourself on that one. Well, the guy that told me to do it was one of the toughest guys in seventh grade. He told you to do it. He told me. Do to I do actually have did. to say to you, 
this if I told you to jump off a bridge, would you have? You probably would have. You probably would have blamed it on a black guy. Right? Oh, you're a, you're a gem. Hey, go listen to, go listen to, uh, uh, go listen to a different show. Go listen to Pete Holmes or something. Go over there. Pollute, pollute his show. I've been changed, man. Go find a new home. Well, you're not changed until, until, I don't want to hear from you until you write this wrong. I'm going to write this wrong. I'm going to contact him. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna find him and I'm gonna write this wrong. I don't believe you. Well, his name. I mean, why would I believe the guy who said well, who tried to blame it on on? I don't even I, know what you'd call what you it, just tried to blame it, it on. Look, uh, you're right. I should not have brought that into it, but it was. I felt at that time it was a situation where if I did not ask for this kid's belt. Then, then I would have gotten it, and, so, and I. Then you it get it. The weak, then you take it. You the take it. Then you take. Then you get beat, and you know you didn't. You didn't ruin more people. You're right. No, you're totally Look, right. Again, man. you were you were in seventh grade. You were you were a, a dummy. Yep. Right. You're yep. still a little dumb. A little dumb. I was backwards close. You got a little. You got a. You got I, a, I a coward. You're a, you're a bit of a coward, aren't you? Oh my god. You're nailing it. But you're, you're weak. Yeah. You're, 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 you'll do anything to get out of something, won't you? I, 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 well, not so much now, but back then, yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. I would do, I would do anything yeah. and. Not like, not like way back 90 seconds ago when you tried to pin it on. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. I knew it as soon as I came out. Look, wrong. you got you got some fixes. You got some fixing to do with things. Go fix it. All right. In the meantime, you're banned you. from listening to this show. Banned. No, I love you, Tom. Did you buy the box set? Not yet. Not yet. See, so you're you're even worse now. Somehow. No. Not, I'm not equating <laughs> that with what you uh, with punching a kid in the face to take his belt. What? I think what you need to do is track um, that guy down. Do you still have the belt? You're probably wearing it right now, aren't you? <laughs> it was it was like one of those studded belts. Okay, well you need to go weed. buy. You don't have the belt anymore, do you? No, it's so, Miller's Outpost special. Then you need to buy that belt. This is what you need to do: buy that belt, track that guy down, and tell him I have earned I have earned fifty lashes from that belt, <laughs> and he can thrash you until you're until you're hallucinating. Yeah, creep. I deserve it. And I deserve it. Right. Fix it. Fix it, creep. Love you, Tom. Love you. Oh, don't love me. Final two calls here. We're at the bowling alley. Welcome to the bowling alley. What's going on tonight? I've got a uh, confession to make. Oh, let's hear it. Is it anywhere near that last guy? I don't know. I had my volume down. Oh, good move. Good move. Good move. <laughs> So uh, this one goes back to my college days. Okay. I was a little frustrated one day and uh, decided to take it out by uh, going into one of the lecture halls and stealing a VCR out of there. So that tells you how long ago this was, of course. Okay. So um, that so was frustration drove you to that. Yeah, definitely. Not not exactly. wanting of not wanting of not wanting a VHS player. <laughs> I already had one, you know. So this was an industrial Sony VHS machine. So. Okay. Um, 
but uh, here's the weird thing about it. I had it, you know, back at my parents' house. We got hit by lightning once. And guess what the only thing that got destroyed was? It was the VCR. The VCR. The ill-gotten VCR. Yeah. Sounds like an episode of Twilight Zone. <laughs> so well, that's it. I don't know if you got any penance for me or anything. Yeah, you send a, you, uh, send a, ch- a check for $100 to the school. To the school's okay, AV it. to the school's AV club. Now you may, you got to specify it. You got to specify it because otherwise they'll give it to the to the, uh, the 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 sports. Okay, that's uh, absolutely fair. Thank you very much. Have a great night. Sports, college sports, though the worst college sports, right? It's the NCAA Finals. Any, it's it's the it's March Madness. Anything can happen. Yeah, anything. You know why anything can happen? Because most of these guys are terrible. That's why. That's generally what happens when when terrible athletes play terrible athletes. Anything can happen. <coughs> and there's like two good teams. There's like two good teams. And the rest are awful. And uh, the one team is mowing down everybody in its path. And then even they almost lost because they're terrible too. Then you got some guy said that the that these teams could play uh, against uh, uh, NBA teams. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. A college team playing against uh, any NBA team. That's that is as dumb as it gets. They would get. You take the worst NBA team, they would run any college team out of the building. Anything can happen! Yeah, that's because the guy who's a point guard is not going to ever play basketball uh, in any sort of competitive fashion in once June comes. <laughs> Welcome to the bowling alley. You are the final call. How you doing? I have a uh, confession. What's the confession? Uh, I used to uh, deliver Chinese food, and uh, this better not be disgusting. This better not be disgusting. I don't want to hear it. It's not disgusting. I don't know. It's not disgusting, but it, well, morally, it's disgusting. You didn't do anything to the food, did you? I I ate some of it. That is disgusting. What makes you think that's not disgusting? I don't want your mouth all over the food. I don't put my mouth. It would be like uh, I would grab uh, some sweet and sour chicken because the container's open. Because mm-hmm. the container yeah. was open. Yeah. yeah. I wonder how that opened. Well, the way they uh, just magically it. just magically opened, huh? No, what they do is they overstuff the container. Yeah. yeah, the white rice didn't pop open, did it? Notice no. the the rice wasn't open. the The thing you wanted opened just magically. No. Well, the way they make it, man, they stuff they stuff it in. Okay. It. Yeah, it's their fault. It's their fault, right? Yeah, it's my fault. You had no choice in the matter. This is what I would say you do. Yes. Somehow, this Bowling Alley Confessions has turned into Bowling Alley Confessions and Apologies, and there's a judge in the Bowling Alley handing out sentences. And you are the judge. Yeah, I'm the judge. So what I would say, the only way I can see you fixing this you're never going to be able to fix it for the people who uh, who who you wronged. Right. 
The only thing you can do is to suffer for this. So I say you order, what was it, sweet and sour chicken is the thing you used to order or used to steal from? That's the yeah, that's what I would steal. Okay. So you, you order you order a sweet and sour chicken thing, right? Right. You just pour it on your face when it's hot. Oh, you need no. to get burned. You need to burn. You're going to burn, right? Just like Arthur Brown. You're going to burn. You know what's funny about that song, Fire? You know that song by, by uh, Crazy World of Arthur Brown? He's like, I am the god of hellfire, and I bring you fire. Yeah, you're the god of hellfire. What, what else did you think you were going to bring me? And I bring you fire. Like, wouldn't it have been more shocking? It was like, I am the god of hellfire, and I bring you a Diet Coke. Because you look thirsty. Have you have you ever had those the the floating ice cream with the root beer gimmick? Yeah, of course I have. It's amazing. Am I missing out? Is it too late to have a? I don't know. Maybe you want to steal one from somebody. See see. Uh, why don't you go somewhere where someone ordered one and then uh, take a sip? Am I am I filth? A what? Am I filth? You know you're not filth. You you. Uh, well, how old were you when you were doing this? Nineteen. Yeah, it's a, it's it's wrong, but it's you weren't you weren't killing anybody with it, but you, you could have done a little better. Yeah. What are you gonna do to fix this? I'm, I'm gonna order probably two large orders instead of one. I'm gonna order two large orders of sweet sour chicken. The moment they come out of the fire, I'm, I'm pouring it all over my face. That's right. And and while I'm doing that, I'm listening to the best of uh, of Tom. Uh, uh, that's available on Friends of Tom. Well, that this guy, you okay? Now you're, now you're, you, you're going. You, now I sentence you. I'm reducing your sentence. You only have to order one, one of them. Okay, thank you. You have a great night. Welp, my friends. How about that? Another best show in the can. Is that a good show, Mike? Everybody, you should know, in a matter of minutes, the half hour of power starts, and we need you to call 201-332-3484. It's the best show, post show, unscreened calls. Everyone who calls from this point on will be lined up to participate in the best show, post show, the half hour of power. Unscreened calls, and I want you all to know... That uh, The Best Show box set is available over at Numero Group. Support The Best Show by uh, downloading the episodes on iTunes or the RSS feed. Give us good reviews on iTunes. Best Show box is, uh, I think you ordered mail order. It's, 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 it's uh, available. It'll be in stores soon. I still do not know what title is. Thank you to Matt Walsh for calling in. Uh, earlier we heard Hollows as uh, the band, the, the album's Vulture, and we heard the song uh, Strange Effect, and that's on the Trouble in Mind label. Really great album. Check it out and support all the labels that uh, that have uh, we play on the show. We played uh, Hozak, Hardly Art, Goner, Trouble in Mind. Support all of them. 
And please keep in mind and know that uh, tonight's episode of The Best Show was supported by Wealthfront, the automated investment service that makes it easy to invest your money the right way. It automatically rebalances your portfolio and reinvests your dividends, all commission-free. Wealthfront manages over $2 billion and has saved millions on taxes for its clients. Visit Wealthfront.com slash Best Show to get your first $10,000 managed for free. That's Wealthfront.com slash Best Show to get your first $10,000 managed for free. Thank you, everybody. Half Hour Power's coming up, and we will be back next week. Do I play a song now as we go out? Mm, let's play something by... I'll play something by uh, Proto Martyr. Really great band. Uh, let's hear something from their album... Undercover, what is it called? Undercolor of official right. We're going to hear something from Proto Martyr right now.